Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. I'm excited about today. It's our last studio day of the week as we're out tomorrow broadcasting live for St. Patrick's Day. This time tomorrow morning, you'll hear us uh, broadcasting live from the Tilted Kilt. We'll be out there 6 to 10 in celebration of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Then move the party noon to 2. We'll be over at the Canton Brewing Company for a little while. And I'm excited about this, man, because you got the NCAA tournament tomorrow. you got St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, and it's Friday. i got plenty of reasons, plenty of reasons to just be tipping glasses back and be enjoying my weekend. I can't wait for that. Joined, as always, by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? Uh, dude, when you put it all like that, I'm equally excited for tomorrow, man. Jeez Not Louise. bad, right? Yeah. Not bad, right? You got to factor in, too. A lot of people are going to be getting paid. It is Friday, middle of the month right there. Everybody's going to be in the mood to party. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, the worst of the bad weather is behind us, so that excuse is out the window. It seems as if it may be. Dude, it might get lit. That's what the kids are saying nowadays when things get lit. Does that mean yeah. fun? Yeah. Does, lit, does yeah. lit mean fun? You're going to have a good time when things get lit. You got to be careful, you know, changing words and what they mean and stuff. You know what I mean? You got to be careful with that, you know? Uh, you know, people don't like when you do that. I don't understand the lit. I don't know if I could say lit. Are you doing it right I now? I did it by accident once. Wow. I did it by accident once, but I was by myself. And I didn't say it. I thought it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought it. I was sitting in my house and something was happening. I think there was like two different sports that, I, that were going to be on that I was right. going to. And, and I like I had bet. You know what I mean? And I had ordered the Napoli's and I had Mountain Dew. And I was like, and I thought to myself, I didn't say it. But I remember thinking to myself, this is about to be lit right now on Saturday night. And I was like, first of all, no, it isn't because you're on the couch on Saturday night. That's like the anti can't get it lit. And then like, uh, and then it was like, don't say that. Maybe it'll be cool. <laughs> Maybe it'll be it cool. It might be cool. We push it that far. It but, might be cool. Uh, no, dude, I really am excited for tomorrow. It feels like uh, it feels like today's Friday for us yeah. because we're not going to be in studio. Yes. And whenever we go out on the road, there's just a little bit of like, it's so different. It's so, you know, novel to us that the day goes by really fast. Like it's, you know, fun because you're meeting people. People, you know, you're drinking beer, so mm-hmm. yeah, excited, man. So I'm looking at this March Madness tournament. Okay, uh, this Princeton Notre Dame game at, at, at like uh, twelve Jeez. fifteen. That one looks like that might be pretty good. Um, I, I hear there's a, there may be an upset in there. It seems like tomorrow is like really. Um, I, you know, I mean, obviously there's going to be you know marquee games that you want to check out, but I, I think the the beauty of the tournament is that. All the games are gonna be good. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the beauty well, of having win, so much. Well, it's win or or nothing. And so yes, that format builds itself to. I don't care who's playing. There's right. a, like, like this is there's something on the line here. Well, and especially the first week, you know, or the first like you know couple days of it, where there are so many games going at one time, you don't have to watch a whole game. You can literally just come in for the last five minutes, watch one, and then you're like, oh, some, right. something's getting snug over there. Oh, I want to watch that. Oh, the tight game over on on TBS or whatever. I don't even know. What the four stations are this year, but I don't care who's playing. Right. If you're in overtime, the game is kind of like whoa, and uh, like the NCAA tournament is kind of like overtime. It's like every game's kind of like overtime, and and you know there's built in you know tension into that. I uh, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow two o'clock that Oregon game. I, that's who I have winning it all. They won't win it all. I'm betting my heart here, not my brain. And uh, I filled out a bracket, and uh, I mean. They lost in the Pac-12 tournament. I mean, they're they're not going to make it to the Final Four, but I, you know, I do want to watch them beat up on Iona. And tomorrow night, if I have this right, is this nine fifty-seven tomorrow? Kent State UCLA. That'll be. I mean, that'll be pretty good. You know what I mean? It'd be fun to watch Kent State and UCLA has what our people are saying is either the first or the second best player in college basketball right now in Lonzo Ball. 
Well, you know, obviously the uh, the hometown story is always great to follow in in March Madness in the in the tournament. Um, I hope Kent State wins that game, but obviously, you know, that's gonna be that, tough. It seems like a an uphill battle there uh, for the Golden Flashes. That Lonzo Ball story is interesting. I mean, he the, like he and his family are like the big story of the tournament right now, and. You know, there are people making the argument that that's what's wrong and that and that should tell you that there is something wrong with college basketball and the tournament because it's losing popularity. Now, Vegas says, eh, it's not really losing popularity. And it's like, well, you can't just go just because everybody bets it that that means it's as popular as it ever was. I don't buy that. Gamblers gamble. But I don't necessarily think you can exclusively say, well, TV ratings are down, therefore it's not as popular because there's so many different ways to involve yourself You can stream live now. games. You yeah. can, even if you're not watching a game, you can be following it on your phone and stuff like that. So a combination of both is probably right there. It's probably the right way to go. I hear less and less people talking about this every year. It's less and less people talking about their brackets every year. Like, we'll take this. Com- We're not even doing like a bracket thing online. That's insane. And so, like, but that's not just here. Like, that seems to be a company-wide thing. It's crazy. I would just think that, dude, think about the the hours spent that, you know, and even if it's not as popular as it once was, dude, the hours spent on a wasted today and Friday of dudes just looking at their phones, dudes checking their, their brackets, because it's something else to do other than work. I mean, that's what these two days are for America. Well, you don't really care about college basketball. You just care about pretending like you just care about checking your phone. Right. You just care about, you know, having a distraction. So I, I'm, I'm shocked that we're not doing one. Two weeks from now, the story we'll be doing is the here's how much money America lost. During the NCAA right. tournament, productivity was down this much, you know I mean? and it's like, yeah, because we're all sitting around looking at those brackets, looking at our phones. So apparently, this Lonzo Ball kid, he's got this dad, Lavar Ball. We've talked about him a couple of times on the yeah. program, and uh, he's a loudmouth. This dude, but I'm, I, I'm like in the middle. I can't decide if I like him or not. Like his dad. Yeah, his, his dad. dad. No, the kid's great, and 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 the kid seems to be you know really good. And you won't know who he really is until he gets paid twenty five million dollars by some team in the NBA. But you know the dad is kind of a loudmouth, Lavar Ball, and now is kind of jarring back and forth with um, what's his name? God, I just drew a complete Charles Barkley. Barkley. There he is. And first, Lavar said, you know, I could be, you know, I would have smoked Michael Jordan one on one. That's crazy. And I don't really like the the one-on-one conversations because that's not how basketball gets played. And I don't think, honestly, you know, Vince Carter was on Dan Patrick's show just the other day, and he said, I won't say that I could beat Jordan one-on-one now because Mike is so competitive. Mike will come to my house and want to play in the backyard right now. Vince still plays. <laughs> and Vince was like, eh, I might be able to dunk over him, but I'm not going to say I'm going to beat him one-on-one. So that's kind of so that was kind of crazy of LeVar Ball to say that. And then he kind of went after Charles Barkley, and Barkley, you know, said, you know, this guy averaged two points in college. And he didn't even go to a premier college. He went to like some college. Average two points. He's like, there's no way a guy that averages two points is beating me. Um, I, you know, yes. Obviously, you, you know, you start making outlandish comments like that regarding himself as a player. And it's like, dude, what are you even talking about? You could beat Michael Jordan. That's absolutely asinine. Now, when he compares his kid to other basketball players, I mean, I guess we're just living in a hypothetical world there of like, well, my kid's better than this. But at least I can see why as a dad you're doing that. But why are you now saying I could beat Michael Jordan? Bro, you, I mean, did I? Did why I, are you? the story right why is why is that a part of it if you were saying my kid could beat michael jordan not not true but <laughs> not still true. but still at least i understand where like you're coming from you're saying my I mean, kid's so great my kid's so great my kid's so great his kids struggled in the last three games they played 
Well, and it's 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 obviously you know when you start playing hypothetical basketball games, you're you're, you're getting into a hypothetical world, but it's so wrong. Like, I mean, a hundred times out of a hundred, if you if you don't want to play one on one, I mean, play five on five, five clones of Jordan versus or Steph Curry versus five clones of, of Lonzo Ball, and Curry's winning, and well, he is. Lavar, like, why don't you pick up the phone, call Ice Cube, and get on that three on three league? Right? Show us. There's going to be some ex-NBAers in that. Oh, right. You go over to China, dude. Go play in Israel. Go, dude, can't Go show charge. me some of that. Can't Charge has open tryouts every single year. Open tryouts. Uh, dude, you can stay in Can't. I'll give you a spot. He also said he has this brand that he's created. Big baller brand. Okay. And and their slug line is built for this. Right? Is baller with an A? I think so. Oh. I think it oh. is. And it's his three kids. And what he wants is he wants he doesn't want his son to sign a contract with a shoe company. He wants a partnership deal like LeBron has with Nike. And he wants a billion dollars for all three kids. Now, it sounds crazy, but LeBron got a billion dollar lifetime deal. Now that's LeBron. Right. Then not day one. I mean, yeah, he got a hundred million, but I mean still that's not a billion. Steph Curry didn't get a billion dollars from Under Armour. And rightfully so. Right. And so he wants a partnership deal. And like what he wants is then you'll kind of like co brand big baller, but he's not interested in signing his kid to like Under Armour and this and that. And it's, he's got lofty goals. He does. But I don't know if it's crazy to throw that kind of stuff out there. All I will say is, is that eventually I think what happens is I think an NBA team goes, there are going to be NBA teams who are all right with it, and then there are going to be teams that are go, you know what? I don't want this headache of your dad in here. I mean, do you got to remember? Remember, LeBron had to sit his mom down. He had to like sit her down and be like, you know what? Oh, yeah, you're kind of getting way ahead of yourself here. This is my thing. You need to. I'll handle this. Which remains the only like blemish on LeBron's record there of never of, been arrested, nope. never been part nope. of a crime, never nope. accused of sexual assault, nope. never. Nope. And yet the hatred for that guy is through the roof, and it's solely because he's good, and it threatens the legacy of Jordan. As far as the Ball family goes, as far as as all that, I dude, I love I love cockiness in some situations when you're. You're a rapper, dude. Get up you there. You like black dudes who are brash. The dude who are you out do. there. Who are out, I mean, like, and uh, I mean, yeah. And, and nothing and, wrong with that, right? And when you I'm are when you are in in the business, even in radio, though, though, dude. Like, even as you and I, like, you have to have a certain amount of ego if you want to establish yourself apart from the pack. You're going to do that with a certain amount of ego and belief in yourself there, and belief in what you have is worth something. So, if you like, don't believe you can do it, nobody else is ever going to believe in you, and you'll never get to the level that y- that you want to be at. If That's you, true. If you don't treat it like it's a big deal, nobody else is. Right. I always say I mean, that about the radio station. Right. If we don't start to really concentrate on, like, on on cultivating this brand, why would anybody else care about it? So I I I, I, think I say that all the time. I think there's a line somewhere, and I don't know if if Le- right. if Levar Ball or, or, or is is he's, over it, but there's a line somewhere, and I'm I, you know I think he dan- I don't know if he's ever been over it. Okay, and, and I don't have kids, so you know. Here's what I'll tell you. In the day and age of participation trophies, he's got three kids that are hustling, want to play. One of them's in like eighth grade, already got a contract from UCLA. Like, I mean, he, uh, there's something to his system. I don't know if it's the right way to raise every kid, but his kids seem to be responding to it. And so, you know, I, I, you know, whatever, but you got to keep yourself out. Like the billion dollar deal, he said, you don't even have to give it to me all up front. That was, I read the quote four times. You don't even have to give it to me all up front. You can give us, he then then says us, $100 million a year. Okay, 
like, what are we giving you anything for? I granted you created right. the big baller brand, but if your kid can't play, nobody cares about the brand. It's all about your kid. Now, I want to knock the style, and I've been kind of going back and forth on Lavar Ball because I think again when he says something I like, I think he's entertaining, he's interesting, and I and I care. When he says something I think is crazy, I'm like, this dude should shut his mouth, right? Like anybody else. But I'll say this. As the NCAA tournament technically started yesterday, it's really today. Those games yesterday don't totally matter. And he's the only story. Uh, Lonzo Ball is the only story in the NCAA tournament. That's it. Which goes to show you how desperate the NCAA is for stars. How desperate they are. when, And that's going to always be the case when the cream of the crop, the best of the best One players, leave after a year. You're, you you only have them for so long. And I was saying this yesterday. There's something about Leitner and all those guys at Duke and those teams and the Fab Five and all, you know, all these great teams and Five Slamma Jamma and all these. Dude, those teams were together a few years. And that's why they got names. And that's why they had characters. And that's why there were storylines. And I think that probably – and again, you got to remember – like there was less digital things vying for your attention. So when Duke played North Carolina, it literally was the only thing going on in the country. Where now it's like, ah, I got YouTube in my pocket. I'll watch whatever I want. So they're fighting some of that, and like every like every you know entertainment outlet is. But I think this one and done culture, and I'm okay with it. Fine, you know, whatever. Leave the NBA, go get paid. I I understand the desire, but it definitely is hurting the the collegiate product. There's no doubt about it. I I think. Because I don't, if it wasn't, I think you would have more stories and you'd have more rivalries and you would have more of this, I can't wait for this game and I hope those two get matched up and you're just not seeing it. There's a story I believe that's coming out of Australia that has me scared to death because a product has uh, like malfunctioned and it's something I use every single day and it has me scared to death actually to continue to do my job for the rest of the show. I'll give you that on the other side. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. I want to give a shout out. Actually, uh, we don't do this a whole lot, but I but I do want to do this uh, this morning. As Matt Knoll out there is plowing in this truck, says I listen to you guys every morning. And you're making my morning that much better as I'm stuck in this plow truck, moving snow around. I really enjoy the program. He says I hope to be able to join you guys tomorrow at the Tilt to Kill. Matt, I hope you do, man. Yeah. Come out and join us. Uh, we'd love to meet you. Yeah. Um, shout out to all the plow truck drivers. Honestly, I feel like this, you know, I don't want to say blizzard, but I guess this winter squall we got, the storm. Been fine down here. Pretty decent job yeah. they did, I feel like. At no point was I like, ah, this son of a bitch plow drivers. So shout out, guys. No, 77's been fine every yeah. day this week for me. I, I mean, you know. I, I don't know if North Canton got more than, you know, Canton proper, but that's when I felt like I kind of. How did I got East off- Canton do? How did Canton South do? <laughs> when I got off How on did the- Lake Cable fare out? When I got off on the freeway, that's when I was like, oh. Figured all you rich people up here would have plowed, but maybe they just got more snow. I don't know. Maybe the kid they hired to do it wasn't <laughs> able to wasn't able to make it up there. We will be at the Tilted Kill. We'll broadcast live tomorrow, six to ten, in celebration of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Then from noon to two, we'll be at the Canton Brewing Company. Now, here's the thing: all week long, we've been telling you guys we have Rock on the Range tickets. Don't panic; we totally do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But. I was talking to the boss man yesterday yeah. and uh, Amy and promotions, and we have unearthed also, and this may be a bigger deal for me than it is for some of you, but we'll have Nickelback tickets tomorrow too. Yeah. Look at that photograph. Look at it. You look at that photograph. It's been 10 years and nobody knows what's on Joey's head. Nobody knows. 
You know what? And you can knock this song all you want, but we just came out of Cowboy by Kid Rock, where he's Kid Rocking it up and down the block. So, I mean, you, you need to get off this lyrical high horse you're always on about the Nickelback. I don't know what's on Joey's head either. <laughs> I, you know, I, I again, I, I've never understood why people. I like that is a bad line, but I've never understood why people hate this song as much as they do. And even Rockstar was like, "I want the quesadilla," all that. I get it's a little cheesy, but I don't understand the vitriol and which it like elicits out of you. I don't get it. I think what it is is you're supposed to hate it, but we all knew what. what, what oh, Joey's head. We know the joke. We all know it. We all know every single line to this song. We can pretend like we don't. We can pretend, oh, it's radio's fault. They played it so many times. I heard it so much. But you love it. You're swaying. Stansberry's got the chair sway going right now. Hell yeah, I Everyone do. Everyone in their car's got it going. Eyes closed. Just wishing I was standing behind a beautiful woman at Blossom. Arms around her waist. Swaying back and forth. <laughs> listening to the sweet sound. Sweet sounds of Silver Side Up. I don't even know. I don't know what album this was off of, but I'm sure it was the one with the car on the freeway or whatever yeah. the hell. But we will have Nickelback tickets for you. And again, <laughs> I here's what's going to be funny. People will message in every time you do New Tour Tuesday or whatever and bash Nickelback. But tomorrow, I guarantee you that box for Nickelback tickets gets filled really fast. Because again, people like this band and say that they don't. But if I can, but it, but if you can get free tickets to Nickelback, you're gonna want to go. I and guess not, if they're free. And I'm not I knocking guess. you. I'm not knocking you. I want you to come out. That's why we're giving away Nickelback tickets because we know it's a hook. We know it'll be a hook. Yeah. If that's not a hook, dude, come on now. Chad Kroger invented the hook, baby. First music director to put this song on the radio, by the way. Had to fight with my boss to do it. He's like, it sucks. I was like, dude, this is going to be a huge hit for this band. No, it won't. Sure enough. Was it the quesadilla holding it up for him? It was. (laughs) It was. And actually, that's when I had to go back and I had to play him old ZZ Top. And I said, dude, these guys are huge ZZ Top fans. This is where they got it. And he went, oh, all right. I mean, I guess if it's not breaking new ground. (laughs) Who thought Nickelback was breaking new ground? What are we talking about? God damn it. What? Yeah, that was that. Hey, what happens if you combine ZZ Top and Def Leppard? Breaking new ground. What? what? You know, uh, do, I don't think VH1 does that rock on her show anymore. But they VH1 for a while, I, for, I, I think they did Heart, they did The Who, and they had done ZZ Top. Like, VH1 rock honors. And Nickelback came out and, and it did like a cover of ZZ Top that night and killed it. And they killed it. They were so good. Actually, their Metallica cover that's up online at WRQK.com was really good. They had that really good Elton John cover. I'm sorry, I don't remember that. Saturday night. Oh, yeah, Saturday night. Sorry for fighting. Yeah, that was them and Kid Rock together, was it not? Yeah. Trick and fit the jack. Yell out, she's with me. Uh, Bill's asking us if I heard anything about the accident on uh, on 8 South near Akron. Uh, no, I have not, Bill, but uh, we will check in with uh, with Pat Butler yeah. in the traffic center here shortly. We yeah. will uh, we'll try to get you an update on that. So I read this story out of, Sam, uh, out of Australia. Sorry, I have uh, multiple things pulled up. And this has me scared to death because this is something I use every day. And this woman fell asleep on the plane. And I always knock people for, like, e-cigs and vaping and, like, that kind of stuff because of, like, you know, they're blowing up in people's faces and all that stuff. Listen to this. A woman fell asleep on a plane, woke up, and had burns all over her face. Okay. Her headphones had exploded. Now, that sucks. I'm wearing those right now. Right. The Australian Transport Safety Bureau said Wednesday that the woman fell asleep on the plane. Now, here's where her story is different than ours. While wearing headphones, 
that were battery operated. Yeah. She awoke to a loud explosion about two hours into the flight, and she felt a burning sensation on her face. She threw the headphones on the floor, and uh, they were still sparking and all that kind of stuff. And then flight attendants then uh, smartly poured a bucket of water onto the headphones. The battery and cover were melted and stuck to the floor of the plane. Geez, so that was obviously burning pretty warm there, right. obviously, as a battery would. And this has got me worried because I've been in the market and I've been asking people, I'm looking for like a wireless headphone situation because for the golf course, right? I thought about getting a Bluetooth speaker and just putting it in the cup holder of the cart. But then, you know, if you have it on too loud and guys are playing behind you or in front of you, I don't want to like, you know what I mean? I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be Rodney Dangerfield with Journey cranked up too loud on the, <laughs> on the course. You know what I mean? Because I've, I've had that. Where I've been on like the ninth hole and guys on the sixth hole, you can hear their radio. And that dude, it's like, it's absurd. I understand that there's going to be looser times on the golf course, but I understand why you, as like somebody who's out there, not a part of that fun, nope. like, dude, I know. No I'm fun is being had. Right. I, no I, fun. I is, right. And so, like, I've, I've thought about like some wireless headphones. That way I can kind of just, you know, immerse myself in the music while I play. And but stuff like this worries me. I mean, anytime you're going to get something with a with a lithium ion battery in it, there's going to be a potential for that. And uh, I guess it's the price we're paying right now of like, dude, well, I want a smartphone and I want, you know, I want a a, a hoverboard and I want this and I want that. Is that inevitably this was going to happen? And until you know the technology, I guess, kind of moves forward a little bit, we're going to be stuck dealing with these kind of issues. I guess my biggest concern of this isn't like me, like, oh, what's going to happen if my phone blows up? But dude, like, think about what if these planes start coming down you got something that catches fire in a plane like how that's a really serious issue i gotta wonder i don't know what the law is but if that plane went down and let's say let's say most people lived is she charged with that I don't know if she is because I mean it's, they let her on the plane with the headphones, right? And I mean, it's if it was you know if it's allowed, you and know, I don't think they'll let you bring the vaping and the e six things anymore, right? Uh, and I know I they, know. I know they stopped people with those hoverboard things because they kept blowing up. And so I, I wonder if we, if you're going to start to see more and more of this because here's the thing: they tell you you can't bring headphones on the plane. You're going to hate that, right? I mean, right. that's like you're stuck on that well, thing four or five hours. I mean, you that, can bring corded set. That's what I was going to say. At that point, it's not going to be about you know the headphones or whatever. It's going to be you can't bring a lithium ion battery onto the plane. And at that point, we're talking about Cell you can't phone. bring your phones, right? And 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 that's going to be a huge issue. I mean, and I mean, I guess phones, I just don't understand tablets, how like all that stuff. I just don't understand how electronics work fully, I guess. But if I was to take, oh, but my phone, you can't. You can't even take the battery out of my phone. Right. Plenty of phones like that. So Yeah, uh, iPhone, you can't even do but, that. But, you know, even in the hypothetical sense, if you took it out, I mean, you still have the battery on the plane. You're not getting, you know, it's not like a lighter at the airport where you just throw it away and you get a new one when you get off. Yeah, like, I just meant, like, is the possibility of combusting still there if they're not connected to one another? Because it's that that's doing that, right? I would think. Right. I don't know. I, but, I mean, I guess at this point, are we going to have, like, a black black box for all of our phone batteries or like how is that going to you know but a very real concern as 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 more and more products come out using that technology there's going to be more and more knockoffs and that's probably yeah. the thing this woman probably had a pair of cheap ass headphones that she bought outside of the airport off some dude who had you know I almost did this cuz I was looking at a set of Beats by Dre right. they were wireless and you know bluetooth and that whole thing and I was like, oh, they're awesome. They sound great. They fit in your ears tightly. So when I'm swinging the club, they're not going to fall out right. and all this stuff. And I wanted them. Right. But then, so I took them to the counter and I said, all right. And the guy swipes the thing and it was like 250 Grossly overpriced. And I was right. like, 
bro, I'm not paying two hundred fifty dollars no. for headphones. I'm gonna wear. Well, granted, I play a lot of golf, no. but like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use them every time I play. I'm not gonna do all this stuff. It's just not worth it. It's not worth two hundred fifty dollars to me. So I was like, all right, well, let's try to find like a reasonably priced set of one of these. So I found a set for like seventy. And I was like, okay, uh, under a hundred, yeah. it's still too much money. But I could convince myself to do it. Right. This is, again, this is why you have two jobs, so you can buy yourself stuff that you want or whatever. And so I was like, all right, maybe I'll do it. And then I thought about it, and I was like, no, because dude, these things are strapped to my head, and if they're not, if something goes wrong, not that something can't go wrong with Beats, right? Right? Like, not that that can't happen. But I don't trust Nakashura is the way I do. Like, and I'm just making up names now. I don't know that if Nakashura is a real brand. I'm sorry, but you, like, you don't trust them necessarily as much as you trust Dr. Dre. No, Dre that. has been there for me since 1986. He's reliable. Dr. Dre is. He don't smoke cesser weed. None of that stuff. <laughs> no, but there's until a reason. 94, and then the Chronics all all the rage. But there's a reason why um, he made a billion dollars as a rapper is because he grossly overpriced those headphones, and people bought into it. So don't buy Beats by Dre. But you're right. Don't go buy like the twenty five dollar no. janky ass dollar store option either. I need a good set of like mobile, athletic, non corded headphones for the golf course. But after reading this story, this woman fell asleep on the plane. Her headphones exploded. I don't think I want them anymore. Tomorrow is a day, St. Patrick's Day, yeah. where it's all based around drinking too much, right? And thank God, we all love that. A guy in China took it way, way too far. We'll give you that story next. Hank. 106.9. Back to the Stansberry Show and Rock 106.9. I know this sounds crazy because it's just way too early because it's, you know, it's only March, but I'm already yeah. looking at, uh, at my Christmas vacation. I'm thinking, I, I've never done like one of those all-inclusive things. Jeez. And I've always kind of wanted to go to Punakana because like a bunch of my friends have gone and come back and talked about how great it is. And I've been researching it over the last couple of days. The golf is really good. The beach is really good. Swim up bars. Got uh, you know the food. It's all inclusive. It's all there. And it's like fifteen hundred by the time you're done, which isn't bad for a vacation. I know it sounds like a lot of money, but it's not crazy. And why I'm trying to uh, like you know kind of plan it out now is I want to start putting the money away for it that way it's you know what I mean I don't take out a credit card and just like charge it it's like you know you you plan for that stuff this far out and put the money away all of a sudden paying for it not that hard you know well yeah I mean obviously it's a uh, it's a pretty substantial uh, decision you'd make there and you'd want to start planning on it I do I do kind of want to I've always wanted to do one of those all-inclusive trips never done it kind of want to do that and again like I started researching the golf courses they have there and it looked awesome so tomorrow's a day where you're going to drink a lot, okay? I know I am. Hands already raised. St. Patrick's Day. It's kind of like a rule. You have to, right? And uh, we'll broadcast live 6 to 10 at the Tilted Kilt, and then from noon to 2, you'll be able to find us at the Canton Brewing Company. Right. Now, I want you to have the drinks. I want you to have some beers with us. I want you to have some, uh, well, you know, but St. Patrick's Day. It's Irish. You know, dude, your boy's a fan of the Jameson. Right. Probably should get them in there somewhere at some point, too. So I'm all for it, okay? But I will tell you, that you do want to make sure that you keep it within bounds. And I have a uh, well, I have a story here that will uh, that should scare you off of trying to do something stupid while you've had too much to drink. A drunk man in China ended up having to be rushed to a hospital because he stuck two live fish into his anus. What? Yeah. Two pond loaches swam up into his intestines. <sighs> One of them even broke through the bowel wall, causing severe abdominal pain, which, it, of course, it would. Yeah, yeah. There's a doctor whose name I can't pronounce of in course. China, successfully removed the fish, and the man remains in intensive care at this moment. Oh, my. And again, this was China. 
I wish I could, you know, I wish I could, I wish people could see this photo. Look at this photo of this fish. Oh my God. There's two, what is this, this piece of equipment we don't even need? Oh my God. This piece, never mind. Sorry, I forgot I don't work in a radio studio. I can't actually do that. Um, but he stuck two fish into his anus. And I, listen, I've been plenty drunk before, and I think everyone's done something drunk that they wouldn't normally do. And, you know, obviously your 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 discretion goes out the window when you're drinking. Um, but what? Yeah, plenty. I, but like, but what? Yeah, but that's fat chicks that go home with you, right. not fish in the anus. Right, 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 right. And I mean, even if this dude is into butt stuff. You know what? Shout out to fat chicks for being there for you when you're drunk, by the way. You know right. what? Dude, yeah, they're, they're the there. unsung heroes of the bar scene. They really are. Yeah, like, you know, maybe you're into butt stuff, and you do butt stuff all the time. And like you're sticking stuff in your butt on a regular basis. Dude, That's fine. Be careful. That's fine. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We're talking about a fish here. Like, how did you think that was going to go? And how did the fish continue to live? I mean, it's not like your butt has that much liquid in it. I mean, how did the thing? I don't know. I I feel like there's a. Uh, That's a good question, right? Like, and I, I mean, how rigid was the fish to get into your butt? All right. I, so according to the report, 45 years old, this guy is, too. It's not okay. like we're talking about, you know, some college kid. 45 years old, been drinking too much and put the fish in his anus by himself. The following day, he was rushed to the, the hospital there uh. at one of the universities. Signs of high fever, low, broad, uh, low blood pressure and severe stomach pain. And a fish in your butt. Well, two. Okay. The, the two loaches had stayed in the patient's body over a full day, 24 hours. Surgeons did an abdominal digital radiography to locate the loaches. And he uh, was diagnosed uh, with a, a perforation of the intestine and was at risk of septic shock due to infection. Yeah, dude, that kind of stuff can get really scary at that point. Yeah, dude, having a fish up your butt is really scary at any point. There's just a terrifying experience, I'm sure. Uh, Doctors told the reporters that the second pond loach was stuck in the upper left section of his abdomen. One doctor said the second fish is four inches long and about a half an inch wide. He could have lost his life if the loach swam further and reached the upper organs. He explained the fish had caused serious infection in the patient's you know, abdominal area, of course, and has now been uh, transferred to intensive care for further treatment. I've never understood this thing with, uh, with like, the fish and drinking too much. I saw this as a child once, and it scared me away from it. Not in the anus, okay? Thank God. But no, no, no. But my brother, my parents went out of town. And they were like, you know what, David, you're in charge, which was, of course, in Terrible his decision. mind, he thought in charge means tie my brother to a chair and beat his ass for a week straight. Like, that's kind of like, you know, that's what happened. But he threw like this huge party. Mm-hmm. Right. And they were drinking too much. And the next thing I know, I was in like the fifth grade. And for some reason, I had a beer in my hand with the prom queen that year. And like, dude, my house was like wild that night. Right. And uh, it just got a little too far out of hand. And I had goldfish and I loved my goldfish. Because I was in the fifth grade, and it was like the only thing I had, you know? And so my brother's idiot friend, Joey, and I want to give you his last name so bad, but if you grew up in Twinsburg or Solon, you bought a tux from his family around prom season. That's all I'll tell you. And there I was in the bathroom, and they were like screaming. It was like a, it was like a scene from like a, like a terrible teen movie. Do it! Do it! Do it! And next thing I know, I watch my brother's idiot friend reach his hand into my little fishbowl, take out my goldfish, and he swallowed it, man. And then they, they hacked it back up because they were like, no, you can swallow them and then puke them back up and they're still alive. And so my no, buddy... It <laughs> no, it wasn't. The thing was dead, my, right? No, absolutely not, dude. If you throw it up right away, it started swimming around the toilet bowl when they puked it back up. But then they thought it was funny that I was crying, so they pressed the lever and they flushed my goldfish. <laughs>
I was in fifth grade, drank half a beer, couldn't see straight, and next thing I know, I'm crying because my brother and his friends killed my fish. Now, I think a part of the thing is, is like, well, it's just a fish. Nobody cares about a fish. Like, fish don't. But at the end of the day, when you're causing unnecessary damage just because you're drunk, like when you're, you know, when you're killing animals just because you're drunk, I don't know. That's problematic, I feel like. No matter what the animal, right? You just can't get drunk and start killing animals. <laughs> no, you got to be careful with that. Yeah, Pete is going to have a problem with it. And, dude, I'm scarred to this day. It was horrible. Like, they were all chanting him on, and it was, like, all dramatic as he, like, dropped it from, like, five inches above his head and swallowed it. And, yeah, it puked it right back up. It was disgusting. Swimming around the toilet bowl, then they flushed it. I, dude, I cried for, like, two days straight over it. Sad times. I don't feel like I'm getting the respect I deserve over that. <laughs> You know what? I should have planned this better because the next story we have is actually somebody being inappropriate with an animal, too. Maybe we move it. Nah, you know what, dude? We're going back to back. Animals and humans. We'll do more of it next. Hang on. Utter psycho. But he did always say this, and I always walked away from it and have applied it to my life since, which is he used to say to me all the time, Stansbury, you can make a mistake every day, but if you make the same mistake on Tuesday you made on Monday, I'm throwing you out the front door. Because that means you didn't learn. I don't care. He's like, you can make a huge mistake every day as long as you're not. He's like, if you repeat mistakes, you're not learning, and I know you're too dumb to work here. And honestly, that was really good business advice I got from her. Jim Trapp was his name. Good dude. Good dude. You know, I was talking about how I want to take this vacation over Christmas. I know it's a, you know, a little far out. We're only in March. Yeah, but, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm planning ahead there. I'm trying to be responsible, plan ahead there. And I was talking about Punicana and how, you know, it's all inclusive. And, they, you know, they got swim-up bars. And our audience thinks they're so funny. Dustin tweets, and he's like, bro, you better visit that Eric Snow YMCA a few more times <laughs> before you hit off that swim-up bar. And I got to tell you, see, Dustin's a buddy of ours. We love Dustin. But Dustin was a little chubby himself, but he got with his buddy Tyler, who's been like his personal trainer and like stealing the carbs out of his lunch pail every day and like forcing him to the gym. Like, that ain't you, buddy. I know that's Tyler doing all that. But yeah, I do. I need to I need to slim the way. The way I don't know, down. dude. When you go on vacation and it's Christmas time and you're just going to be there, I don't see why not just embrace being like a fat American. Why would you? Why, why even pretend like it's like, oh, dude, I gotta, you know? I mean, there's gonna be fat Americans all over the place. It's Mexico at Christmas time. Right. I think you go fatter. Fatter. I think you go fatter. Get fatter, he says. All right. I can do that. I know. I know how to do that. I got fatter in spades. I know how to do that one. What's this, like Don Ho's Christmas? Like, oh, it's Bing Crosby. Oh, I don't know about Bing. Hawaiian way to say Merry Christmas. I don't think I've ever heard this. In the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Okay, well, I've, yeah, I didn't know, though. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the scene where the hot chick's coming out and you see her boobs. Oh, come on. Maybe that's why I didn't remember the song. There you go. <laughs> it might have been, you know, I was 11. Maybe it was the hot chick and the boobs. Maybe maybe that's what did it. Ugh. All right. I've, uh, I've been on record plenty of times. I'm an animal person. I like dogs, yeah. right? I'm a dog person. So I will tell you that this next story kind of bums me out. Okay. This is another story about a human being not being appropriate with an animal. Okay. Okay. I believe this was Tempe, Arizona. Yes, Tempe, Arizona, which is a great city. If you've never been to Arizona, it's I love the state of Arizona. Tempe's amazing. But a couple of cops responded to a domestic violence situation okay. obviously that's not great right we don't want you know couples you know throwing blows at one another don't need it okay so they arrest both parties 
and kind of realize, you know what, let's handcuff everybody. We'll take everybody to the, you know, to, to the police station. We'll figure out what the hell has happened here, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, a lot of he said, she said in a domestic violence situation. And, and yeah, I'm sure the cops often do have to play their cards Both parties can be guilty. One can be guilty. You got to figure it out. Got You know, you got to sift through right. all the info. Right. So during the transportation, they had kept them separated, okay, in the cars. Okay. Probably smart. Yo, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? Put them both in the back seat, start fighting each other yeah. again? Like, <laughs> They're handcuffed, just headbutting each yeah, other. You, you know what I mean? That. You can't have it in the back of the car, right? Okay. So I totally understand that. So you know what happens, I would imagine, when you're in the back seat of a cop car. You start then pleading and start going, yeah, let me tell you this, and maybe it wasn't my fault, and here's what, here's what really happened, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So the husband then says, this wasn't my fault. He's like, we were fighting. He's like, and he's like, I got to tell you, he's like, I think you're going to want to arrest my wife anyway. Outside of this event. And the cop says, okay, why? Now, no matter what he says here, well, the cop still wants to arrest you. If you punched your wife, right. like you can say, which we don't know, he did. You can say anything here, but that doesn't absolve you from 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 being guilty of, of whatever the cops are there for. So, Amanda Lee McClammy is uh-huh. her name. She's thirty two. Okay, and I want to give you that because I think it helps put perspective into the story. Okay, she's thirty two years old. Think about that. This is a full grown adult. So the husband says on the way to the police station. Dear God, my wife, Amanda, had sex with our family dog, and I have video to prove it. Jesus. He had video on his cell phone. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I actually have this wrong. He said, she's had sex with our family dog. I'll prove it to you. There's video on her cell phone. On her cell phone. Okay. Okay. Got that part wrong. So they take her cell phone. Sure enough, there's video of her sleeping with the family dog. Not next to, she had sex with this dog. She had relations with that dog. Now, a lot going on here. Yeah. Okay? Obviously, they did not include the video into this story because bestiality is illegal. Right. Which I got to tell you, it's never something I would want to watch as far as like erotica or like being turned on or using for pornography. But there's something about it when you've seen that kind of stuff and it gets passed around where it's like, whoa, it's like a train wreck. It's it's gross, but it's kind of hard to take your eyes off of it. I I don't want to say I'd be interested to see this, but if somebody in the hallway said to me, hey, I have that video, I'm going to watch it. I don't know why. But I would. Much like when you see those videos of dudes getting their heads cut off, it's like you feel terrible after you've seen it. But it's like, well, I mean, how do you kind of have to see it there? But here's what I don't get, okay? Because like I said, I wouldn't watch this for erotica. I wouldn't watch it to, you know, you know, on Pornhub. Like, that's not what I would be looking for. So what I don't get is, A, how does that come up in conversation? Like, how does that work? Because she didn't take the cell phone video herself. Well, right. At this point, you know, obviously what she did is illegal. By him recording the video and and, and having that video and not reporting that video, you've gotten yourself into an illegal situation. And much like with child pornography, I would assume bestiality porn would would apply in the same fashion of you having it is not legal. If some dude in in the hallway says, hey, look at this, you're looking at something illegal right there. Like, there's no question about that. So, like, this this whole thing is, I don't know how you cross any of these bridges. How do you say to your husband the first time, like, hey, I want the dog to bang me? If you walked in and your wife was having sex with the dog, the first thing you're going to do is probably vomit, 
right? Second thing you're going to do is going to use your cell phone to call a divorce lawyer. You're not going to think about, well, maybe well, you would record it to be like, this is not why I need or, out of my uh, out of my life. Maybe this was his idea. Maybe but, this was him him you know telling her like, hey, this is what I want you to do. You got to be careful what's on that video. If you're in there encouraging that and this and that, all of a sudden now I'm not sure she's going to be because they're both facing domestic violence charges. She's been charged with bestiality. Here's what I don't understand. Hey, you probably taped your wife having. How do you go to bed at night and think? Cuddle that person to well, go to bed. I mean, how do you go to bed at, at night? You know, you punch your wife in the face a hundred times over the course of the day, and you cuddle her when you go to bed. I mean, I'm sure you know. It, it, there's see, that's a different thing. That's I, about I think, that's no, that's a completely different thing because that's about power, and of course, that dude's going to want to cuddle that person to remind them I have power over you. That's and that's what I think this is coming from, and that's where I'm saying, like, I think this if this was his idea and he was the one oh, who he recorded forced this, her to do it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Is like that. Th- that this was his. Like you're such a whore. You're such a worthless piece of crap. I'll let the dog sleep. Okay, with you. I would agree with you if the video was on his phone. The video is on her phone, and so I think what that is is this was her thing. And tape me, tape me. It'll be funny. I think it's that. Now there is domestic violence here, and that's what the call was about. So I guess that would lend itself to your side of this argument, but. I would think it would be on his phone then. And I would think that during that, if this was about him exerting his dominance over her, you would hear that in the video. He would be instructing her. And if that were the case, I doubt highly he would say to that. I, if it were that, you would think it would be her then saying on the way, he made me have sex with the family dog and I can prove it. There's video. But that's not what happened. He's the one that led them down the path of this. I think what had happened was is this is a redneck relationship. They got into a huge fight. They The cops get called, and the guy said, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this. This will get me out of this. Let me tell you what happened. She's been banging the family dog for the last nine months, and I got video to prove it. I don't understand it. Because here's the thing. She's not attractive, but she's if you look at her, you don't think... Oh, you have to go to animals to be pleasured. Like she, she could, this woman again. She's not attractive. She's not hot, but she could definitely find a man any or woman, a woman. Right? right. I mean, any I mean, woman dude, can. The, yeah. How many guys out there just haven't had sex in like five years or whatever that will just do care, it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Plenty of desperate dudes. Plenty of desperate chicks too. I don't understand how you go to bed. I don't understand how you could look at your partner who slept with a dog and then like, oh yeah, this is my marriage, and we're just gonna wake up tomorrow like nothing happened. Like, I can never look at somebody the same way ever, ever again. We constantly on the program tell you to do nice things for other people. We're always telling you about rake, random acts of kindness everywhere. We may have to walk it back. Doing the right thing sometimes is the wrong thing. I'll explain next. Hang on. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Reminder, tomorrow, St. Patrick's Day, join us as we start the uh, day really early. 6 to 10, we'll be broadcasting live same, uh, for St. Patrick's Day. Up at the Tilt to Kill, going to get you hooked up with Rock on the Range tickets. Also, Nickelback tickets up for grabs. Sandsbury Show pint glasses, too. It's going to be awesome. I'm bringing the rest of the show stickers, too. There's not many. There's only like a handful of those left, but we'll bring the rest of them and pass those out tomorrow as well. I'm starting to see those more and more on cars around town. I like that, obviously. So thanks for that. We constantly urge people to do nice things. 
you know, we try to stay involved in some charities. Fantone uh, dedicates a lot of his time. I'm more like I'll give the money kind of dude. Um, I, I, I like my time being mine, but, you know, I'm happy to give you some money, you know, to do kind of things. And, and we urge other people to do this. Our buddy of ours started uh, Rake, hashtag Rake, which is random acts of kindness everywhere, and we believe strongly in it. We try to do it, okay? Um, but you have heard this theory, uh, I'm sure, a million times in your life. I'm sure your parents have told you a thousand times, no good deed goes unpunished. My dad used to say that to me all the time, right? And it, it's partially true. So you got to be careful about who you interject what you're trying to do with, all right? Because essentially what you're trying to do is help a stranger, but you don't know who that stranger is. You don't know what their triggers are. You don't know what the day they've had. You don't know who they are, okay? So a guy was in a chicken joint. I think this is in the Bronx, New York somewhere. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is Texas, right? And a guy's in line at, at this chicken place or whatever. And a couple of guys, I believe, in front of him don't have enough money to pay for their food. So a 37-year-old man standing behind him goes, oh, I got a couple dollars in my pocket. Guys, if you're only a few dollars off, let me hand you some money. We'll make this whole problem go away. It was probably that, dude. He's probably hungry. He wanted to get his chicken and was just like, God damn it. Let's just get this thing wrapped up. The amount of times I've been in line with a cashier, with somebody like fumbling through change in their purse or whatever, right. and I've thought to myself, I'll just pay. Right. If this is faster, I'll give you the $5 or whatever. Just give I've, me that chicken. I've thought, of, I've thought about it a million times. <laughs> Every time Sansbury goes to KFC, he's like, get out of my way. I get don't out of the way. I'll pay for it. Yeah. Well, they have the liquid gold chicken now. They do. Have you tried that yet? Not Well, today probably now. I've had the hot chicken there, that Nashville hot. Delicious, dude. So good. I have not had the, the, the gold or the, the I need the gold thing. Uh, I've never had anything from KFC that wasn't good. Yeah, dude, I fried mean, chicken and mashed potatoes. <laughs> exactly. Delicious. I mean, how hard is that? Delicious. So the guy's in line trying to get some chicken. Guys in front of him don't have enough money to pay for all their food. He offers them a few bucks, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now, you would think. That 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 what they would do is turn around and go, oh, thank you, man. We were we were worried about having to cancel this order and looking like idiots right. and all this stuff. Thank you so much for being cool. Right. No. Instead, they beat the dude down to the ground. There's a video. I'm watching it right now, and they're kicking him, punching him, beating him to a pulp. And then wait for it. The man is so lucky that one of their buddies comes back into the restaurant to make sure they rob the rest of his money out of his pockets after the guy tried to help him. Now, I still believe that you should try to help people in need. Okay? But these stories don't help anybody. These right. story these stories would the, the, these this is the stuff that makes people go, this is why I don't do it. This is exactly why. Well, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to have to assume that there's more circumstance behind this, that there has to be something that we don't necessarily know from the news report. Just based well, I mean, on, I watched did, the video. I mean, but did they, did, was, there, was there audio on it? Like, was it like. No, the, there was not audio in the video I watched last night. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I know it's not an excuse or anything like that, but I mean. No, was, at the end of the day, you can't beat a guy to the pulp in, in, in a restaurant and then have one of your buddies rob him. Was the guy like a dick about it? Was he like, oh, I can't believe you, you know, you don't have enough money you pieces of crap and i'm not saying that's an excuse or anything like that was he like derogatory to them or something i would i would imagine if he were it's an excellent point but i would imagine if he were we would have reports from people working in the restaurant that said that it just it, to me and they did, go to the restaurant workers for quotes that's never in it did they did they wait for the chicken like did they get the food they were ordering i think this was from what i'm reading and from what i watched this is i offer this two men got angry 
at the offer, soon grabbed the victim's cane and began striking him in the head and body with it and their fists, police said. The man then pummeled the victim harder when he tried to defend himself, and soon two other men, sorry, I thought it was only one, two other men entered the location to join in the beating. So even if he was disrespectful to the two guys, you now got this guy down on the ground, and two of your buddies came into the restaurant to help you. Was this a, we planned And he had a cane. Was this we planned on robbing the restaurant from the get-go, and now we just decided, well, screw it. This dude's got money. I saw he had cash in his wallet when, I mean, he, when you, he gave me the three bucks. Again, I, you're bringing up excellent points, but they, they're going to order food before robbing the restaurant? I mean, uh, dumb criminals everywhere. Right, right. I mean, we build a career on talking about dumb criminals, so yes. I And a little hey, bit of a little baby. bit of if they give you the bucket of chicken and the mashed potatoes, and then you rob them, you got money and you got lunch. Like, I'm not, like I don't know. It works for me. Yeah, I... I mean, again, I'm probably a, a you know a smarter criminal. I would just be like, you know, here's the gun, give me the money, and you back there, fill that right. bucket up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me, dude, let me see, let me get at, let me, dude, let me get at that bucket. Yeah, I just feel like there's got to be something here that isn't isn't being said in the story. I just like, wow. yeah, well, there's always something else underlying. I would agree with that, but the, nothing he said would warrant four no. people beating him no. and robbing him, um, and that's terrible. And I, I will tell you, having done some of this kind of stuff. You got to be careful because not everybody wants help and they feel like what you're doing is patronizing them sometimes. Right. Some people will be legitimately grateful and then some people will be like, how dare you think I need your help? They'll get defensive about it. And so it, it's, it's, it gets, at that point, it gets hard to stay motivated to continue to do it. I deal with this sometimes downtown because I'll be walking downtown and I'll see somebody sitting on a park bench and I'll want to do something nice. But I'm like, you might be making a judgment about this person without knowing. Well, I mean, yeah, you just go drop a quarter in their cup of coffee, and he's like, no, Dick, I'm just drinking a cup of coffee. I mean, it's the same woman I see every day, so, like, I assume that, that but I, you don't want to assume but that. This, and this wasn't this guy just saying, like, hey, I'm going to go offer them no, a no, free no. dinner or no, free he lunch. No, overheard was, somebody in front of him having some problems, not being able to afford their lunch, decided he would do the right thing, and instead he got beat down to the ground and robbed. And robbed. So I get it, man. I get why some people get turned off from trying to help people. I do. I don't think it's the right way to go. I wouldn't say that that's what you should do. But I understand why some of you go, you know what? Screw the less fortunate. I'm not doing it. I understand how some of you get there. Amazon, I heard the other day, has overtaken Walmart as the country's number one retailer. That's amazing when you think about how Amazon started out. That's amazing. And what they're doing next is kind of awesome. We'll give you that next. Hang on. Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. If your car is shopping, before you take a loan out, let me send you to CSE Federal Credit Union. It's the bank I use. You're going to love them. They're uh, 100% local. Your money stays here. Not going to cost you a penny to talk to somebody at CSE Federal Credit Union about a loan. Might even be able to get you pre-approved there. So whether you're looking for a joyride, new ride, ATV, motorcycle, anything you're looking for, CSC can help you get that loan. More info can be found via their website, which is cscfcu.com. A boat feels so far away, but it's not. Not. But it's not. It's not. Dude, honestly, if you could be a boat owner, dude, I'd love to be one of those dudes. Yeah, I got a boat. Take you out on the boat. CSC will get you hooked up. What you want is a friend with a boat. Ah, uh, easier. I mean, I grew up in Aurora Shores on the water. And my dad, my, my dad just worked weekends. You know, right. he was a minister, so he's like, "Dan, Sunday's boat day," and I work. You know what I mean? So like, my grandparents had boats when I was growing up. My aunts and uncles had boats growing up. All my cousins were really good water skiers. That whole thing. 
So I spent a lot of my childhood on a boat, actually. Um, I uh, I like like water sports, like winter sports. Dude, you better explain oh, that. You no, better but like like skiing and stuff like that. Like, do you I, like skiing? I, yeah, I understand the fun in that, and like waterboarding and tubing. And I stuff like tubing, like that. that kind of stuff. Water skiing, I found to be very hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's not yeah. easy. But dude, like, you're so tall that it would have to be tough. But it, it's like that. I I see a ton of fun in, and I'm like, you know, and fishing. I've always I've always like, dude. I wish I was a guy that went out there and fished. My dad was always taking me when I was a kid, and then I'm like. But then you gotta buy stuff and you gotta do stuff. Uh, so I you're get, right. Maybe a friend with a boat is the way to go. I can actually help you with that. Okay. With the fishing thing. A guy reached out to me yesterday. Okay. Says, hey man, we're a big fan of the show. We listen every day. My brother and I run a sport fishing charter. Oh. And would love to take you guys out for a free trip. Oh. Hell yeah, dude. And he, uh, he wanted to know about how uh, they advertise on the program. Uh, but it's Captain, uh, Captain Chris Hoops. And hoops, line, and sinker sports fishing. Okay. They want to take us out on Lake Erie and sport fishing. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, we'll go. Yeah, I would do that. I will. I'm not going to speak for you, I guess. Sorry, but dude, I'm in. Yeah, no, I'm sure they'll let me bring a cooler beer on the boat. Yeah, dude, we're going to have a good time. (laughs) No, fishing is all right. You know what I mean? It's not my favorite thing to do, but like I always tell a fan tone, like I understand why dudes get into it. It's a lot of what I get out of golf, you'll get out of fishing. Right. You're outside, you're kind of disconnected from society, you're kind of there by yourself. Wife's not there, right? Little nature, birds, that kind of stuff. And as long as you don't, like do all this new stuff with like check your phone every five minutes you can kind of like unwind by fishing and i totally get it not necessarily the way i would do it i'd rather have a you know seven iron in my hand but to each their own i'm just worried i'm gonna go by like waiters and a fishing pole and i'm gonna have one of those big stupid hats and i'm gonna be standing out there for four minutes i'm gonna be this sucks what did i do this for what is hilarious is your pants would be waiters (laughs) for most people you know what i mean I don't. I don't see you as a fisherman, but okay. I mean, whatever. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah, the only and you know, I'm not like I'm not like super outdoorsy, but I I like doing outdoors. Stuff. Well, you do. Um, you do camp. Right. You and your girlfriend do like to camp. Big big fan of it. And uh, like I said, like I can just remember going all the time with my dad and like enjoying it, having fun doing it. And it's like oh, I wish I still did that. And no, no, you don't. You could do it. You just you don't do it because it's gonna take effort. Well, dude, hoops, line, and sinker is gonna take. It. Thanks, guys. Yeah, Appreciate that's that. Gonna be, that's gonna be fun stuff. I can't Appreciate wait to do it. So Amazon has overtaken. I've heard this and uh that they have overtaken walmart as the number one retailer in america um that's crazy hard to believe almost you know i mean i'm not they started as a bookstore online right and i mean don't get me wrong i understand that online shopping is very convenient very easy to do you get stuff within usually 48 hours but more times than not for me it's like i have to go buy this because i need it i'm not buying this three days out and, and like oh well i'll get i'll get you know laundry detergent in three days like no I have to go buy laundry detergent, or no, I have to go buy groceries. I, I just, I guess maybe people are better at planning than I am in the sense of like, no, I have a sense of urgency when I want to buy something. I online shop a lot, and um, but I, but I tell you, some things you can't. Like, I don't want to buy shoes online because I want to be able to feel them on my right. feet and make sure, right. you know what I mean, make sure that they fit right. Clothes is very much the same way, but I, but Amazon has overtaken Walmart as the number one retailer in America, from what okay. I've heard. Okay, and now they're up to something else that's kind of awesome. Amazon Prime, which you uh, which you do have, and I am a huge supporter of. I would encourage anybody to sign up for it. They are now going to deliver booze. So far, uh-huh. it's only going to be available uh, in Columbus and Cincinnati, but they will extend this to Cleveland. Okay. And uh, so now the number one question: How do you make sure you're only selling booze to people who are 21 or older? So I have the statement from Amazon, and it says here: uh, Amazon will ensure alcohol purchases are only sold to customers 21 and over. 
Prime now takes multiple precautions to ensure alcohol purchases are made and delivered legally. Our drivers who deliver alcohol receive special training, and they include a multi-step process to check customer IDs when the product is delivered. Now, I'm surprised by that because, A, I would think they would have all your information via your account settings when you sign up. And... I don't have to be at my house when anything else gets delivered by Amazon, right? Uh, right, but I'm sure this is the exception. I'm sure this is a you have to sign for it situation because, like, I mean, this isn't new, like mail order alcohol in the sense of like there's like wine of the month clubs. They'll send you stuff and like. Well, but, do pizza places will bring you booze, right? So, but I mean, as long as you have and cigarettes, if you ask nicely, if, as long as you have an ID that shows you're over the age of 21, I'm sure you're able to sign there. You don't specifically have to be there, but I doubt they're going to just leave a box of booze sitting on your front step. I just, I mean, I know it sounds awesome because it's booze and it's going to be brought to you right to your front door. I just don't know if I would ever need it. I I think people are looking at it from the sense of, oh, it's instant delivery. That's not what it's going to be. It's not like you're going to be able to call Amazon and say, yo, bring another uh, 24-pack of Budweiser to this party. We're all too drunk to drive. That's not what it's going to be. This is going to be you order. Where's that service? Well, it should exist at this point, you would think. You know, they've got Uber Eats. Why not Uber Drinks? You know, it easily could exist, um, but and I, I, I guess it's it's just more of a you're gonna have to plan out like oh I need a case of Budweiser in two or in two days. I mean, if you're throwing a graduation party, maybe. I mean, but like yeah. what? I mean, for a big plan, maybe a wedding. Maybe if you're doing a, a an order on a regular basis, you know that every month you drink two two cases of beer. So it's like, all right, well, hey, I'll put in the order on the first. It gets here by the third. That's when you know. I wonder how this is going to affect bars. If you're that kind of person, maybe. But and yeah, I mean, because dude, if I believe Ohio is a liquor control state. Meaning they tell you where you can buy their, your booze that you sell in your bar. And it's normally more than what somebody actually pays going into a liquor store to buy and uh, all that. Like, I, I believe Ohio is a liquor control state. Oregon was the worst. That leftist damn government was in my pocket every turn trying to sell booze there. It was awful. It was some of the worst business practices I've ever seen in Oregon's government. Awful. I've never seen a more controlling state ever in my entire life with how your money gets dispersed around. Um, So I'm kind of curious of whether or not that would be the benefit. I just can't see the huge benefit of this. I guess women who drink the same kind of wine always, you buy a case of wine. I, I mean, I guess maybe there. And... Really what it is, is like you're already shopping on Amazon, right. so instead of having to run to the liquor store, too, you can just, you know, point and click there. All right, I guess I can get it. I just I just don't think... It's one of those things that I'm sure will be useful for people. I won't have a whole lot of use for this. NCAA uh, bracket technically started yesterday. Games get underway again today. We'll get a look ahead at that next. Hang on. The Sperry Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. Join us tomorrow as we broadcast live at the Tilted Kilt 6 to 10. Doing the show live tomorrow for St. Patrick's Day. Going to be a good one. Millersburg Brewing Company going to be on hand with us as well. First 100 people through the door get a pint glass. I'm also bringing the rest of the Sandsbury Show stickers with us. Not many of those. Going to get you signed up for Rock on the Range tickets and Nickelback tickets. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be a good day. And then uh, noon be. to 2, we'll uh, be at the Canton Brewing Company as well. And... Uh, I'm pretty excited as, you know, the NCAA tournament kind of continues today. Obviously, be in full swing tomorrow. So we'll be out watching a bunch of that stuff. Can't wait. They've got a pot of gold pizza that I've heard about for St. Patrick's Day there tomorrow. Yeah, I've heard of this. And especially brewed Irish stout as well. So 
Do you know uh do you know what the pot of gold pizza is all about? I do not. Okay, that sounds like something. Well, I'll I'll get to the bottom of it. Tomorrow. I was gonna say. Yeah, I'll get to the bottom of it. Investigator Stansberry on the case. Guys, I don't know when you're gonna realize this. I'm here for you. You know what I mean? Like when you need the info, I'll get it for you. You know, before the break, we were talking about how Amazon's now going to uh, Amazon Prime now going to deliver booze, and you know, a bunch of our listeners actually came up with a really good idea, mm-hmm. or why it may be. Uh, you know, Clay and Kevin both tweeted in and say, you know, th- this is for rare beer that might be hard to find in beer stores and liquor stores here. Not, like I wouldn't have thought about that. Like I, um, there are uh, again, having lived in Oregon, where and that's a fantastic beer state. So many good breweries there. There in Colorado are probably my two favorite beer states. And uh, there's a beer that I've been trying to find forever since moving home that I can't. It's by Caldera Brewing Company. It's called the Lawnmower, Lawnmower Lager. It's like their summer lager. And it's the best summer brew that I've ever had. And I can't find it in any store here. So maybe I will pick up Amazon Prime. Maybe I will start ordering that. I mean, honestly, I think you'd probably be able to just get it shipped via U.S. Postal Service. I think it just boils down to like you have to have somebody there to sign. And as long as you have that, I think you're okay. I'm interested. I want to. Uh, I loved that beer, and I haven't had one since I left there, uh, or actually since I was on vacation there last summer. And uh, it, it's it's awesome. So maybe I will look into that. Maybe I will look into uh, into picking up you know Amazon Prime and having them deliver it. The NCAA tournament does continue today. Um, I'm interested to see this Princeton Notre Dame game because I bet it. Um, I'm also interested to see this San Diego State Gonzaga game. Um, you know, Gonzaga is one of those teams that the tournament kind of helped over the years. They were kind of like a, you know, the nobody really cared, nobody really cared. And then all of a sudden they started doing well in the tournament. And now, you know, they've kind of built themselves into a little bit of a, you know, a basketball school there. Uh, let's see what else is happening today that might be pretty good. Oh, well, Villanova does play at seven o'clock. Uh, Mount St. Mary's. I don't know who that is. Um, so th- I, I would assume Villanova is going to win. They're the defending champion. And I think a, a number one seed. Um, North Dakota and Arizona go at it 9.50 tonight. Arizona is another team that people have favored to win it all. Do you, I mean, did you fill out, I mean, who do you, uh, yeah, who I, do filled you out, I filled out a bracket, but it was very much in a, uh, like, yeah, whatever here. I'm just filling out this bracket to do it. Um, but as a whole, dude, I really do think in this year really goes to show that, you know, for as much as we all hype this event, for as much as we all say, oh, March Madness, it's the greatest, you know, uh, the greatest event in sports. I, I just don't know if it is anymore. Like, yes, all these games could be exciting just because nature of the, of the, of the tournament is that every game matters and, you know, it's one and done. So that really is, you know, always going to be exciting. It's going to lead to a lot of buzzer beaters, a lot of intense moments, a lot of circumstance. But as a whole, I just... If you ask 90% of people in America who won last year, they wouldn't know. More than 90%, dude. I think more than 90%. And, 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 And it just goes to show you that, like... I, what do I want to say here? The one and done isn't a good system. I don't know if it, I don't know if it's the one and done's not a good system, and I don't know if it's. Well, I do. I mean, when, when that wasn't the system, the NCAA tournament was awesome. What since it's been in, in its inception, it's done nothing but go downhill. I feel like there has to be some sort of of reinvention of this. There has to be some sort of like, hey, we have to rejuvenate this the way that football's had to, the way that baseball's had to, the way that every other sports had to. I think college basketball has kind of rested on its laurels for a while, and well, everyone likes us. In March, they're going to go nuts. And all the fans are going to paint their chests and jump up and down for the entire game, and that means it's better. No, it doesn't, dude. No, it doesn't. It, it, it's just not. And, and and we've talked before about would, the talent's not any good. Would other sports benefit from this format of of tournament of? I'd of say yes. I think it could. I, you know, but I just don't. 
I, I just don't think the NCAA is is playing its cards the way that, as well as it once did. I think the rules are, are wrong, and I think you got to keep kids in school. If you go to school, you got to keep them in school. And look, I've said it a hundred times over the last two days. Those Duke teams became Duke teams because they were there for years. But there was no other avenue to make it to professional basketball outside of college. Then there's a million avenues to do it now. I mean, there's a million different ways these guys can go pro. So you don't necessarily. Yeah, I mean, so do, ba- you don't want to play in Turkey. Well, but you're making you're going to make a ton of money. You're going to have an, uh, an availability. And the Israeli league was always there. Well, but I mean, not nearly not nearly as relevant as it is today. Like international basketball, not nearly what it was 20 years ago versus what it is today. Well, yeah, all things grow. But I'm telling you, I think this whole Calipari system just have, keep them for you know a semester and send them to the NBA. It's hurting the NCAA. I think that guys are the best guys aren't going to come play then. If you say that you have to play for four years, I think the best guys aren't going to be a part of the NCAA anymore. I, well, I mean, we can't control what other leagues in other countries do. That that is part of the problem. Is would because you, they are going to be sitting there waiting with open arms. Would you want the NBA to change it or, so that you have to be 22 to be in the NBA or something like that, where you have to go play for? Well, I don't know why not. And and I keep saying this about the NFL, too. Hey, yeah, let's get Watson out of school two years early. But don't worry, he can't play this year. Well, then what the hell do I want him for? If Deshaun Kaiser can't come in and play tomorrow, then stay in school, dick. Well, I mean, and that's that's the thing with NBA. At 19, you can come in and play. You, you can, can make more of an in, impact. You can't come in and impact. So but, not- look, but look at that, though. Anthony Davis? He, I mean, dude, he can't win a playoff game. So can you? I mean, I know you can win regular season games, but he can't win in playoffs. Well, but I mean, you know, let's not. I mean, LeBron James obviously was able to turn coming in, you know, as as he couldn't win a playoff game early on either. But nonetheless, I mean, these guys still have able been, you know, Kobe Bryant have been able to turn themselves into champions through that system. You can make the transition to the NBA faster than you can in the NFL. There's no doubt. I I would never deny that. But you can't deny the fact that at the end of the day, you're playing against grown men. And the more grown you are, the better chance you'll have at it. I just believe that. I mean, I mean, look, we're, we see evidence of it. All these stars that come out uh, that are supposed to be so great, they can't win 40 games. And, like, I think there's something to it. But, I mean, that's, that's, we're looking at teams there versus individuals. You know what I mean? Like, there, I think there's got to be a separation there. You can't put all the trials and tribulations of the Pelicans on Anthony Davis and his abilities. No, but, but, but again, we're saying that this is the sport where one person could come in and make an impact. And then 30 seconds later, we're saying, now saying that that's not the case. So it's either they can come in right away and make an impact or they can't. Well, they can come in, make an impact, be a starter. That doesn't necessarily mean you turn your entire team around. No, you're going to need help. Everybody needs help. Like I've said a thousand times, everybody likes to say, oh, Jordan did it alone. Meanwhile, there was four Hall of Famers on that team, but whatever. But that's but you can't tell me that part of this, let's rush them into the pros, and then and you watch all these roundtable shows, oh, well, just draft them and sit them for three years. Then no, then play at Duke two more years. What do I, you know what I mean? Like there are exceptions to the rule, and I understand that guys are great, and it's a loophole in the system, and guys are going to exploit it. But it's hurting college basketball. The college basketball regular season does not matter because nobody stays together anymore. I, 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 yes, I agree with you that it would help college basketball. I don't know if the NBA is willing to sacrifice its product to help the NCAA. Yeah, that's where you get into a little bit of a problem because they're not a concerted effort together. And so, yeah, the NBA is going to be like, well, we want these dudes. But at the end of the day, I think the NBA product is better if you get men who come into the league. I think most there are exceptions to the rule, and certain of these kids can come in tomorrow and they're stars. But most of these, dude, how many times have we seen this? Where, where these young kids come in right out of high school, and then bam, two years later, they're gone. 
Remember Kwame Brown? No, of course you don't. But he was the dude that in 11th grade could play in the NBA. No, he couldn't. And so it's like, you know what I mean? It's like we've seen this time and time and time again. I think you need to refocus and keep, if, if you're going to offer these kids scholarships, I think it should say something in there about how long it is you have to stay. If we're going to pay for you to come here, that's fine. We'll give you a scholarship, but it's a three-year deal. I uh, I think college is there to prepare you for you know your job. And if your job dictates, hey, at 19, you're able to come here and do it, I'm not going to argue with it. I uh, Dude, look, I understand there's a system. I'm saying I would not offer a kid a college scholarship to come there to be one and done and go and leave and screw up my program. I wouldn't do it. Now, you can make the argument that if you don't do it, you're, you're not going to win. But guess what? The same 20 teams have won the NCAA tournament since 1970. There's, it, it's not, dude, Creighton's not going to win the national championship. It's going to be Kansas. It's going to be North Carolina. It's going to be Duke. It's going to be Arizona. It's going to be one of the powerhouses. It always is. Always, always, always. People love the tournament because you get caught up in this Cinderella thing that actually doesn't really happen. And I, I, I dude, I'm telling you, NCAA basketball has been hurt. I'm going to keep going back to Duke because I just watched that Big East like uh, 30 for 30. That team was together for four years. They were in the headlines together four years. They won together. They lost together. You got swept up into what that team was. And you knew the personalities between Hurley and Leitner. You knew they didn't get along. And you could see it on the court. Now if I ask the average basketball fan who the second star in the NCAA is, nobody would know. Nobody, basketball people, don't know. I think it's because teams don't stay together anymore and you don't get to build story and you don't get to build huge programs. It's always been about the coach more than the player in college basketball, and it kind of needs to be. But at the end of the day, man, if you don't keep units together, you can't build chemistry, and then you can't win. Look at the one and done. Look at Calipari. Let's look at the one and done, actually. How many titles has that guy won? One. So that, that I don't think that system works. Maybe it doesn't work. All I'm saying is it might be time to look at it and retool it. Uh, yeah, he's won one. How many of Nine these years. guys? How many of these guys over the past ten years have you know all these dudes are running the one and done though, right? I mean, every school over the past ten years, some of the bigger schools. But uh, but again, are they dominant? Are you winning back to backs? Are you there? I I don't think you are. I just think there was the, there. You build powerhouses by cultivating the team. And I think you've seen like like guys like Coach K struggling with this. Like, how do I do this now? Now, he's found a way. And Grayson Allen is probably the second biggest story in the NCAA tournament this year behind Lonzo Ball, and the kid doesn't start. He doesn't start. Like, I'm telling you, this system is ruining NCAA basketball. I don't know if I care. It's fine. The NBA is definitely more important to me and to the rest of the public. But you cannot deny that this system is hurting NCAA basketball. You will not believe, you will not believe the next coloring book character you're going to have to expose your kid to. We'll tell you that next. Hang on. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. You want Nickelback tickets or Rock on the Range tickets, you can join us tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. as we broadcast live at the Tilt to Kilt from 6 to 10. I'm going to be passing those out. Also, noon to 2 at the Canton Brewing Company. We'll do that again there. Nickelback tickets, Rock on the Range tickets, Stansberry Show pint glasses, some stickers too. St. Patrick's Day on a Friday, NCAA tournament. Come on, man. No better reason to take a half day, maybe the whole day. Come out and get drunk with us. Good times. Looking forward to that. I'm looking at uh, some of the brackets from some of the people that we work with here in the building. Down the hall, Tony McGinty. 
has Arizona taking on UCLA in the national championship game, Arizona winning. I believe Arizona would win that game. I don't know if you're going to see UCLA make it all the way to the national championship. I know that's what the tournament would like because Lonzo Ball is like the big story, and that would be good for TV rating. Me interested to see that. They kind of struggled lately. I don't know. It seems like in the tournament you want the team that's getting hot at the right moment. You know what I mean? Because it's not a three-game series, not a five-game series, not a seven-game series. You kind of need to be hot at that moment. And that's why I think it's debatable on whether tournaments like this really do lead to the best team winning. Yeah, no, you can make the argument that not always the best overall like season team wins the championship in this system. You, you're, you know, you're right about that. Everybody, I mean, so many teams get in. You know what I mean? And if you're that much better, if, you, if you're like a one seed, you should beat most teams. If you're a two seed, you should beat most teams. So I think it's still on you to perform when you're being asked to perform. Well, of course, yeah. And, uh, but I, I do believe that there is something about that system that makes the fan who all this, well, I guess maybe you could make the argument that college sports isn't necessarily supposed to be for the fan. It should be more about the athlete themselves. Well, but y- yeah, perfect world. Ship though. has sailed on that a long, long right, time ago. Right. So, I mean, and so what you should do is worry about the fan a little bit more. I think that's what the NBA is doing really poorly right now. And I think that's why, I think that's why the ratings are down. I mean, they're down 30% in, in Cleveland. I think that's part of the reason is because they're, you're starting to see this. They don't really care. And oh, I said this to Fantone yesterday and I want to get it on record. Okay, and everybody knows I'm a Steph Curry kind of hater. I hate him, right? I just, you know what it is. I thought the the crowning of him was just a little early. Great shooter, all that stuff, but you know, a unanimous MVP when LeBron plays in the league—that's offensive. Don't do that. Okay, but I will say that I am. Everybody's jumping off the Warriors now. Okay, everybody's jumping off of them. I think the Golden State Warriors are trolling the NBA and trolling the NBA media. What do you hear all the time about LeBron and company? Oh, they're coasting. They're coasting. They know they're coming out of the East. They're coasting. They're going to flip the switch. And I think Steph and Dre and Clay and Draymond, um, after Kevin Durant went down, kind of hear all this stuff about how easy it is for the Cavs, how they're just going to, you know, they're going to go and then they're going to whoop on the on the Warriors when they get there and all this stuff. And I think those three kind of got together and go, what, we can't do this too? We can't do this, too. We can't flip a switch when we want. We can't do that. Um, I don't know if teams are making conscious decisions of like, hey, we're going to, especially when you consider, you know, you want to be in first place as you go into the playoffs. You know, I mean, in play- the West, you would want to be for right. sure. I mean, you know, playing, playing, think- playing in the number one spot is going to be a whole hell of a lot easier for you. So, I mean, I, I, I agree that there is going to be a point when the Warriors find it back together. I'm certainly not like, oh, well, dude, they suck now. Um, but no, Steph's going to find his shot. But I, I think all teams have all good teams and, and I guess really great teams and championship caliber teams have the ability to know when it's most important to play. I mean, you know, it's great if you're winning the game 95% of the time, but if you're not winning that, that if that 5% you're losing is at 0-0, zero, zero, well then... I think what you're seeing here is a little bit of look how well the underdog card played well for LeBron last year in company. Look how well that worked for them. Look how we, maybe maybe we can benefit from some of this. And I think now there are people who would claim like this Kevin Durant thing kind of got in Steph's head mentally. And I think that there might be some truth to that. I think it would be hard to go from being the unanimous MVP to no longer being the best player on your own team. That would be difficult. 
right? I, I, I see it, but I don't know if it keeps them in a 10-game funk. I mean, it's been like seven, nine games or something, whatever it's been. Um, yeah, yeah, but, you know, the Cavs have gone through funks, too. You know what I mean? And, like, as long as you as long as you as a team are able to pull yourself out, nobody's going to be remembering, like, hey, remember in the middle of March when no. the Warriors just couldn't Won't pull matter. it together? Won't right. So, and if you win the title, it'll be like, look at what they overcame. In March, they lost seven games. And, like, it'll be that. It'll be part of the story. Yeah. I think the Golden State Warriors are trolling the NBA. You've still got three weeks plus, I'm going to say, 15 to 20 games left for NBA teams before the playoffs get underway. It looks um, like San Antonio is going to be the one seed. So, so you're going to have an opportunity for teams who have guys coming back from injuries or whatever the case might be. You know, or They're going to have the availability to kind of get things together. And I think we, you, anyone would be crazy to uh, to overlook the Warriors as a real as I'm a telling real you, I think it's all a scam. And uh, the more and more you see this stuff, resting guys and you know, you know, you got the Lakers out there failing for the draft and this and that. What do we always say? Sports can't be fixed. Really? Look around all these teams right now. Everybody's kind of doing it. So it can be fixed from the inside pretty well, right? I mean, the Lakers are all out just failing for the lottery. People are now saying the Browns looking at Geno Smith is failing before the season starts to end up going down the path to try to get Sam Darnold out of USC. So don't tell me Vegas can't fix these games. Don't tell me these leagues can't be fixed. Too much money at play, dude. I've been trying to say this forever. I don't know if leagues are fixed. Men are fixed. I know Vegas is influenced. I know how much money gets bet. I'm telling you. This stuff, It's it, there's only so much real competition in this stuff anymore. There's billions of dollars at stake. You think they're going to leave it up to a flip of a coin? I don't buy it. Men are fixed, and I think you're starting to see it more and more, and now guys are starting to do it more and more, and part of the problem is they make way too much money. Does it turn you off sports? And why is it not WWE at this point, if anything more offensive than WWE? I think, honestly, on some level, it is becoming the WWE, but the WWE is one of the biggest products in the world, and does it turn me off sports? No, because it's one of those things. It's like government. I know it's all shady. I know I'm never going to have a fair shake with anybody there. But you know what? You hold hope that you might. And that the NBA is the same way. I know this is fixed. I know dudes are taking money on the side to miss the free throws. I know they are. But at the end of the day, it's on. It's competition. And it's the kind of competition I like. Sports is the original reality television. There's a reason why reality TV works. Now, reality TV isn't reality either. There's a producer that makes that happen. And Vegas makes sports look the way sports looks. Why do you think they're not? Why do you think everybody's like, shh, don't put leagues here? What are you doing, dudes? Keep it out of here. Why do you think everybody's been so hesitant on that? Because they're going to expose the lie that's been going on forever. Men are fixed. Everybody. Dude, we'll go back to the WWE. What would what would Ted DiBiase say? Every man has his price. And it's just the reality of it. But I do think the Golden State Warriors are kind of like, oh, so the Cavs can 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 just kind of lose and then start winning whenever they want, huh? But we can't. I really do think that's what Steph and company are doing out there. They they just run a completely different model than what we than what we're accustomed to and what we've seen. But I think it's part of the reason why ratings are down. I also think it's a little bit about the politics of the NBA. I'm going to be interested to see how that all plays out, you know, uh, in the next, you know, two, three years to see what happens there. The NFL kind of keeps a more tight grip on stuff. And sure enough, revenue ratings through the 
roof. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online for you, WRQK.com. If you're in the market for Nickelback or Rock on the Range tickets, you can pick them up tomorrow at the Tilted Kilt from 6 to 10 as we broadcast live for St. Patrick's Day. I want to remind you again, you should never drink and drive, ever. There's no, like, good day to do it. But there are days that are worse to do it than others, and tomorrow would be a really dumb one. Certainly. I uh, I know Canton PD this month as a whole are cracking down on DUI and impaired driving, Good. but, dude, you know tomorrow and this weekend they're going to be out there. Dude, if... If you can, if you're ever gonna just do as I say and not as I do, just do as I say and don't do this. Let me tell you, as, as it's as it was three years ago for me, it was still a hassle in my life just about a week ago. Like it made something I was trying to do a week ago that much harder, and it was three years ago this happened. Think about that. And I, I guess that's kind of a good thing, right? Well, if you don't make punishments stiff, it's right. like fines in pro sports, right? Like, what's his name from the Golden State Warriors got fined $10,000 because he called his coach Massa? Like, dude, $10,000 to a pro NBA player? It's like, dude, that's all it's going to cost me to mouth off? I might mouth off again tomorrow, right? So I understand, yeah, you got to stiffen penalties. And I've talked, you know, pretty openly about, you know, the DUI thing, where it's like they kind of hit you on all levels. They hit you in money. They hit you in convenience. They hit you in credit. I mean, did it hit you on multiple levels? And I've said, if you get one of those and you get another one, Especially in like close proximity to the last one you got, I I worry about you. Like you can make a mistake, right? But you continue to make mistakes, and all of a sudden now it's a pattern. And I mean, we're I guess looking at this from the perspective of we don't want you to get in trouble, but maybe more importantly, I don't want Stay you to alive. die. Yeah, and I don't want more. And maybe or most, kill somebody else. Yeah, most importantly, I don't want you to hit another family or something. I'll tell you, when I got caught, I'll be honest with you. They, they were driving me back to the station. My boss hates when I talk about this, by the way. Yeah. and um, But I don't care. Police I, station, it, not radio station. You're getting driven back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they were driving me back. And it wasn't like you were happy, obviously. But I thought to myself, you didn't hurt yourself. Right. And thank God you didn't hurt anybody else. Right. And once I realized that, I was like, okay, this sucks. It's going to be expensive. But learn, don't be an idiot. And so I have learned. I have changed my ways. And and I said, it's not that you needed to quit drinking. It's you need to look at your relationship with it and understand what you're doing and the decisions you make while while doing it. And there, are, well, like I said, in the days and in the day and age of ride sharing, you're crazy to even attempt. Yeah, you it. don't even have to pretend like somebody's going to be the designated driver. Remember that right. move back in the day where it's like, oh, I'll be the DD, and it's like flipping well, coins in parking lots. Right, and, and, and all that happened is, is he just crazy. meant I'll be the dude who will drink one beer less. Right, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be the DD. Like you're just going to stand there sober in a Insane. bar. Insane. <laughs> That's insane. But we all did it. You yeah, know? Everybody, everyone. Did it. That everybody was that was the way it was done back then. I'm so. just telling you, they're going to be out tomorrow. It's like New Year's Eve. Good. It's like you know Memorial Day. It's like right. you know, it's like all those days. It's like they're going to be out. So, like I said, there's no good day to do it. But today's an especially bad one. Just you know, stay vigilant. Don't do that. Join us, and uh, you know, just use Lyft and, and the Uber there. Mm. So one of these uh, one of these things that's happening via you know television, and Hollywood, and movies, and all this stuff is reboots, remakes. Yeah, and I'm all for it when it's like anything else. If it's something I want remade, remake it. If it's right. something I no, you can't do that. Ruining my childhood, <laughs> right? But there has there was a movie from the '90s that I was like, I can't believe nobody's remade this yet, or thought about remaking it yet, or t- done another spin on yet. And I've been wondering when it's going to happen, and now it looks as if it might. 
They are looking to redo, reboot essentially is what these are called. They are looking to reboot The Matrix. Now, The Matrix itself was awesome. The two follow-up movies were terrible. But the first one was great. They got really confusing. There were cool parts, I feel like, in both the second and third movie. Definitely pieces of them, but they got weird for the sake of being weird. You couldn't follow it. And if you say you did, you were lying. Like, oh, no, I understand the second and third one. It's like, no, you don't. Who knows what's happening? See, I'm glad we're having this open conversation. Because there was times back then where I was watching these movies at my buddy's houses and stuff. And I'm like, did I just, maybe one last joint. Like, I don't know what's happening. What's going on? And everybody else is sitting there pretending they understand what's going on. I was like, am I dumb? And now, you know, I think you can probably make that argument on a lot of movies and television shows is that you're not really paying attention. You just know it's like entertaining. So you kind of watch it. Um, but that's okay in the Matrix movies to me. At least it was when, uh, you know, I I, I, I I was like watching those movies. Is that like... I don't care really what the story is. I just want to see cool stuff. Cool stuff. And I want to see explosions and cars flipping over and all that stuff. And it delivered on that for me. Like the, the like the original Matrix movie, when that helicopter crashes into the side of that glass building and it explodes and he flies off that thing, it was just awesome. The second one where the twins are doing the I probably don't remember the driving scene and they're on the freeway. And oh, the and they get out of the car or whatever. So sweet. Yeah, that was cool. Movie overall wasn't great. Right. But that scene was yeah, you're right about that. That was cool and waiting for the train. And is this right now? And is this the real world? And is it not? But they're looking to revitalize the Matrix. And there's a term in Hollywood, and you heard it a lot with Matt Damon because he's doing that new movie, The Great Wall, or whatever. It's already out, I believe. And it's called whitewashing, where they take a role and they give it to a white American when in reality it was probably based on like it was an Asian or an right. African, you know, whatever. Ghosts in the Shells like that too with uh, Charlize Theron. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I didn't know about that one, but okay. Uh, I do like her though. But there's, but now on the other side of this, blackwashing is becoming a thing. Okay. And I don't have a problem with it. Okay. I, I don't, I'm not one of these guys that's going to get all hot and bothered about this. Okay. But, but it, but it is starting to happen, and they're looking to again even this stuff out a little bit. And so they're looking to redo the Matrix, and they have eyed Michael B. Jordan for the role of Neo, the one. Okay. And if you don't know Michael B. Jordan, he was in Creed, which was terrible. Everybody talked about how good that movie was. And again, that movie was awful. I mean, it was unwatchable. But he was in Fruitville Station, which was really good. He was in Fantastic Four, which was awful. But he was in, Michael B. Jordan's been on the scene for a little while. He was in one of, uh, he was in a TV show that I absolutely loved on NBC called Parenthood. It was like one of the best, like, you know, nighttime drama type shows that was out in that period. And he again played a young black kid who was starting to go out with like one of the white daughters. And it, it was like this that isn't going to be a thing for the family. And, you know, it was an NBC show. So everybody hugged and they loved one another. Um, so, but in that role, Role, race was a part of that character. Yeah. You know, with with Neo, I don't know if it's necessarily written as like, boy, his whiteness is so important to his character. Not you know, I, yes, yeah, so I guess that's where my thing is like, well, who cares? I don't care. But there's, but you are going to hear more and more articles come out about how they're shoving agendas down your throat, and no, they're not. And this is what I will tell all of you. You know why you don't want to bitch about this? It's so two years, three years, five years from now, we can stop hearing about Oscars so racist and all this stuff is so racist. Don't pitch a fit when they give a role that you don't really care about to an actor you don't really care about, a movie you're probably not going to go see. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. 
And this kid's a pretty good actor. Like, dude, Creed wasn't bad because he was bad. Creed was bad because Creed was bad. Like, that was just, I mean, dude, the Rocky franchise, it's like, how much blood did you think was going to get out of that damn thing? It's been over since, what's it, Tommy Gunn or whatever. I have not, I have not watched Creed, but I'm surprised Terrible. so many people are like, dude, that movie is awesome. You, I mean, if people, people even outside of, of course, because like, it's the young black Apollo side of Rocky, and dude, it's, we got Twitter now, and we have to be on that side of stuff. It's a terrible, piss poor movie. A dude that you and I have talked about frequently, also in broadcasting, a, a guy that we have accused of being racist in our own uh, conversations, told me, or not told me, but it was like singing the praises of Creed. Now, dude, like I said, I haven't seen it. I don't know it. I don't know. Um, it is a, an entire snooze fest. What was the, the Fruitville Station that he Fruitville was in? Fruitville Station was excellent. And, 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 and That was the movie LeBron came out and said, this is an important movie. People got to go see this. And you can't blame him on Fantastic Four. That was a dud of a no, project. No, I mean, come you on, dude. I mean? Like, dude. They've tried that franchise three, four times. It never works. Miles Teller was in that, too. He's great. And yeah, that movie sucked. I'm surprised with The Matrix. I'm surprised they're going to reboot. If they continued the story, I would be like, yeah, of course they are. But I disagree. Rebooting seems like the wrong call. Oh, see, I completely disagree. Because of the bumbled mess that the Matrix became, I think you knew you do need to press reset and say we're going to start from scratch. And you're gonna... now. Here's the thing: the Wachowski brothers two years ago were rumored to be part of a reboot. There's no interest in having them be part of this right now. And again, this is a little knock on Hollywood. I'm going to give it to them, and it's because those dudes transgendered. I don't care what anybody says. It, that's part of the reason why they're not going to ask him to be part of this. What they don't want is that story overcoming the story of Michael B. Jordan. Look, we're not racist. We're going to put a black guy in this movie. They don't want it overshadowing that, and they don't want it overshadowing the ticket sales. And I think it's I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about that. Ultimately, it's, it seems a little weird. To take I mean, all, at the end of the day, Warner Brothers owns the product. Right. It's not the Wachowski's brothers' product. Warner Brothers owns the product. So they can do whatever they want with it. Um, I like Michael B. Jordan. I like The Matrix. I think this is going to be a good idea, and I disagree with you. I think you need to go and completely uh, press refresh because you, the, the third movie especially really shot a hole in the boat of the brand. And people, I'm worried that people don't trust the brand. Where if you reboot it and you give them the, the one movie that they know they did like, that they did like, and you just update it, and you put new act, newer actors into it. I just wonder what they're going to do with like, is Morpheus going to be white now? Like, are they going to flop all the roles, or is that, you know what I mean? I don't know. You know what I mean? I I I don't know how that's going to work, but I think Michael B. Jordan's a pretty decent actor. Um, he he's got all the charisma. He's got charisma for days, and so and he's been shown that he can drive. You know, a movie product. People will go. I mean, dude, Creed did really well at the box office, even though oh my god, was that a piss poor movie? I mean, dude, it's honestly Creed was unwatchable. I mean, when I saw people go, oh my god, the kid deserves an Oscar for what? Sit ups, sit ups. I mean, I guess <laughs> movie was terrible. All right. If you smoke weed, you have a weed dealer. And much like other people in your life who, who offer a service to you, you have been mistreating your weed dealer. So we have etiquette on how to treat that person and that relationship in your life. We'll pass it along to you next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show and Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Before the break, we were talking about uh, Michael B. Jordan from Creed is uh, being eyed to take over the role as Neo in uh, what is going to be a reboot of The Matrix. Now, they've talked about doing this a couple of years ago, got kibosh, but I would uh, I would imagine Warner Brothers, if it's leaking this much, we're going to see this move forward. And uh, one of our listeners you know, wrote in and said, and I forgot about this, this is 100% true, they actually offered that role to Will Smith first. 
And he said no. He didn't. He, you know, I mean, he couldn't see it. He didn't. You know, he, he didn't think it was going to be what it was. And to be honest with you, if you read that as a script, as Will Smith, one of the biggest movie stars in the world at that point, I still think right. I mean, he was still pretty yeah. big at that point. Oh, yeah. Right. Ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. You send him that script and you just read it. I could understand why somebody could go. I don't know about this. Now, worth noting, his wife was in the movie, but I think, if I remember correctly, he had something else big going on, and like, oh, well, dude, this is just some sci-fi project that's not going to, you know... Jada was in The Matrix? Yeah, she was uh, She was one of the pilots of, uh, of the ships. I don't remember that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Why do I not remember that? Because you were stoned when you were watching them? I don't know. Yeah, but I've seen it like a hundred times. I don't know. Oh, she was in... Yeah, she was in... Uh, oh, she was in the, the the second two, From according to this. According to IMDb. She, yeah, she was in the second two. Okay, that's why I don't remember. I don't really... I, I You know, like, I own The Matrix. I don't own the other two. Like, I like, I like the original Matrix. But uh, I think Michael B. Jordan would be great. I think, and I, and I would want to see that movie. For all the movies they've remade, to not remake one of those thing, makes sense. The thing I'll say about it um, is the Matrix still holds up pretty well, especially when it comes to special effects. Like, it still looks sweet. Well, I, people are still stealing things from that movie. I'd like to see what they're able to do with, like, new technology. With, like, you know, obviously cameras have gotten better and, and, and computers have gotten better. So to take that story and change it over to new stuff, I'm sure it'll be sweet. It's going to need a visionary director, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll give those brothers that. They were that. Like, they, they thought outside the box. They, they, they embraced technology that other directors weren't doing as of yet, and they did. They brought you things revolutionized yeah but they, they you saw things in that movie where it was like legitimately how in the hell did you do that now everybody does stop motion and you know dodging bullets that way and that kind of stuff everybody does it now but back then it was like oh my god i cannot believe what i'm seeing it was awesome i i, I look forward to that i might watch that again this weekend maybe there you go it's good stuff so if you have a weed dealer and you probably do because it's yeah. they, they estimate half of americans are smoking marijuana now half of adults Let's continue to let's you know what let let's continue to turn all that money away, all that money that's raining down in Colorado. They have the strongest economy in the country. Yeah, let's not follow that business model. Well, that's a, that's a terrible one. I've heard from from people that uh, marijuana basically is bad as heroin. So yeah, well, you also heard you weren't gonna have to pay for the wall. Now now it turns out he wants four billion from us for that. So I don't trust Jeff Sessions on anything. I especially, especially when the guy comes out and says that marijuana is almost as dangerous as opiates. That's insane. 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 It's, and, well, first Wrong. of all, it's a lie. Stark County brought what? What they? What, we just did the story the other day yeah. where they brought out that mobile morgue. That where they? Mm-hmm. Where they? They had the they had the trailer morgue out in the back of the morgue. And I'm not. I don't mean to laugh, but where they put 20 bodies in it because of how many people are dying of opiates. You know how many times they've had to bring down a mobile morgue for marijuana deaths? The answer is never. So you don't go from never till we need this and they're the same drug. I mean, I don't even understand how people get on TV to say things like that. I just don't get it. I didn't mean to do this. I don't, I, I, dude, it's so polarizing. I don't want to make Trump fans all pissed off. I'm sorry. But that guy is an idiot on this one particular issue. Sessions, and he's probably an idiot. If I read more of his quotes on other stuff, I probably disagree with him on other stuff. I just have heard this for the last two days. He's an idiot on that one particular issue. But if you have a weed dealer, you're probably mistreating this person. And you do it, according to Vice News, because you don't view them to be a business. No. Because 
Well, they can't call and bitch about you. They can't, you know what I mean? Like, they, they can't post about their customer base mistreating their business. You know what I mean? Like, they're in a business that they don't want light on. You view them as a criminal, and, and yeah, they are. And so, I mean, so you'll treat them any which way you want. Right. Even though you're a criminal, too. Yeah. You view them as like, oh, you're a step worse than their me. Their crime can't be committed without you. Right? They can have the drugs, but they can't sell them until you want to buy them. But... Vice News caught up with some weed dealers. Okay. And they started talking about pet peeves. Now, are these weed dealers in illegal states, or are these are dudes that are slanging weed in Colorado? They talk, I assume illegal? They, they, these are illegal drug okay. dealers. Okay. And one of them says, I hate when people try to bargain. It says, it costs what it costs. He says, if you can't afford it, don't buy it. He goes on to say, it's cash only. He said, the number of people who try to pay me in change... Would blow Jesus. you over. <sighs> okay. And he says, and I think that this is right. If you have to pull out dimes and quarters to pay me, maybe you shouldn't be buying weed. Yes. 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 I say this about yes. bartending all the time. I say this about bartending all the time. If you walk up to a bar and go, well, how much is that? You shouldn't buy it. Right. If you're worried about what that beer costs, don't buy it. That I'm not knocking you for not having the money. I'm saying... You should maybe make a different decision. People get so pissed when I say things like that, but it's like because I'm telling you to be responsible. I guess that would make me a bad person, right? In, in yeah. Hey, be, be, tell tell me to be responsible. Screw you. But this, you know, the drug dealer goes on and says, "Look, I don't give out deals. I'm not in the deal business." No. Now he's like, "This is like shopping at Costco. Costco ain't giving you a deal. It is what it is. You don't go to the register at Costco and be like, well, you know, I'll do it for forty. That ain't happening. Well, but that's because there's a barcode and a manager and things like that. Now, if you if you found something you wanted to buy on Facebook Market or Craigslist or something, you might try to barter. You might try to like, eh, dude, I'll give you, let me give you sixty for that, right? All right, I will say this: my brother will barter at stores. There's some stores you can. My brother will legitimately go in line at Target and be like, "Sell me that for four bucks." That ain't ever gonna work. I've seen it work. My brother, dude, my brother could. I've seen. Listen to this. I've seen my brother sell a car back to a car dealer. Like I've seen that happen. Do my brother? Do my mom's family's got this? This is the one thing I wish I got from my mom's family. My uncle Sonny was the best at it. He could sell anybody anything. Anywhere. It was, dude, like so good. My brother is amazing at it as well. He'll barter anywhere, anytime. He routinely gets things off at restaurants. He routinely gets things free at stores. It's crazy. He just has no shame in asking. I have shame in asking. I could never do it. We're talking weed dealer etiquette. If you have a if you have a weed dealer, Vice News wants to make you a better consumer. And here's another thing about weed dealers that is true. It's a referral-based business. Right. Yo, man, I know a guy. I know a guy who can hook you up with that. Right? But they say you got to be careful about who you who you do that with. Oh, yeah. And it was not that long ago, a guy that Fantone and I uh, share that we know, uh, we both, <laughs> we share it, dude. We each stay at one end. No, like, we know a guy. Okay. And he kind of came to us and said, hey, will you hook us up with somebody? And both of us felt like, you know what? No, I'm not doing that. I don't feel as if you're the kind of person I want to push on to somebody else. I don't I don't want my name trading on you. I, I didn't want that. We were both very uncomfortable with that. I mean, dude, that's drugs 101. Like, that's first day of doing drugs is you don't tell people up the ladder. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, don't, you don't go further up the ladder with people. 
I've, yeah. al- I've always been on that. You, you would always ask the person who's supplying the marijuana versus, right. well, I'll just take a chance and send them the text. Right. Even, dude, even like, I can remember like, Hey, is it okay if I bring somebody with me, or if I like? Is it okay if my girlfriend's with me? Like, you, you wanna you wanna respect the uh, the the very discreet nature of drug dealing. Yes. They talked to a female weed dealer, and she said, you know, guys all the time they get caught up, they get caught slipping, they think they're gonna be able to you know to mess with me because I'm a woman. And she says most of the college dudes I sell to, I could beat up. Well, She's like, I'm not worried about it. Yeah, depending on who your clientele is there. But I would be worried about that. If I were a female, I would be worried. Even about as a male, dude, even as a guy, man, I wouldn't want to be a drug dealer right now. Just, I mean, eventually. Especially right now. Eventually, I don't care who you are. If you are going to sell drugs, you're going to get over. Somebody's going to get over on you. Somebody's going to somebody's gonna steal from you, and there's nothing you can do from it. Just it. like if you're in Walmart's business, guess what? Somebody is stealing. It's going to happen to you, and that's... That's honestly like that's more than enough for me to be like, nope, I'm good. And I guess, you know, with a female drug dealer, I'm curious to know um, there's the hot chick discount for girls. And that's why, you know, often free discount for girls. Yeah, I, I have uh, definitely used girlfriends in the past oh, to get me. Yeah. Deals. Show me your boobs. I've done that. God. I'm so happy. For I'm, drugs. I'm so happy I'm getting older, man. Like, I'm just making better decisions these days. I do have this. Yeah. Um, the Vice News talked to one last weed dealer, and he says, look, this is my job. This isn't my hobby. It's my job. It's what I do for a living. Okay. So I prefer what? Most drug dealers I don't think are that way. Most that right? drug dealers. I bet you most drug dealers. Most weed dealers. Right. Have some sort of Fair. a job, have Fair. some sort of another income, and they use this to supplement. Well, yeah, because the markup on weed's not enough. And oftentimes, I've, I've often said, like, your place of business can be great for a drug dealer. If, you, if you're like a cook and you're slanging, slanging weed, dude, that's a, an unlimited clientele. There's a, a constant. Dude, restaurant kitchens. Just all the time, dude. Scored so much drugs out of the kitchen, dude. Oh. Oh my so god! Much. The amount of times I've been in a restaurant kitchen shooting craps, buying weed, and like gambling and like back poker game, dude. Kitchens are some of the biggest collection of criminals you'll ever see. Which is why I go back to a statement I've made a million times on this show. If you think you're getting clean food, you've got to be high. You've got to be high. I have rolled bones in the Come on. in a Denny's kitchen a million times, dude. Jeez. But lastly, the guy says here, I'm a weed dealer. Yes, but it's my job. It's not a hobby. I prefer to only be contacted during normal business hours, and that includes the weekend. He says, if you're calling me in the middle of the night on a Tuesday, don't expect me to pick up when when you do that. All right. Here's the thing. You can't be the weed dealer. It's like, I'm only selling weed during normal business hours while you're at work. I'm at work, dude. Like, how am I going to do this? This is an after-work activity. You need to make it available. You're not the bank. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Dude, I got to tell you, reading all this, I feel really spoiled. I feel really spoiled. And I probably am. Why say all that? Mine delivers. There you go. (laughs) Well, I mean, mine delivers. He's great. I I think the concept of business hours is stupid. I love you, man. I know you're listening. I love you, dude. I think the concept of business hours is stupid, but you have to respect people's time. Like, I I kind of view it as like, I'm not. I would never call my weed dealer at 3 a.m. Right. I'm not calling you. I would never do that. I'm not calling you anybody after 9. You know what I'm saying? I'm not calling anybody after 9 because everyone's getting ready for bed. Everyone's going to do that. You know, but when you're a drug dealer, you are going to have to accommodate people's schedules and people's routines and things like that. I think that's crazy to be like, oh, dude, nine to five, Monday through Friday. Do you know, on the weekends, you don't come on. Here's the thing. You're in the business of selling a product. The customer 
depicts how much money you make. So being available to the consumer is the most important thing in any business. That would be like me saying, well, I want to be a morning guy, but I'm going to show up at noon. Sounds great. (laughs) It does sound great. Afternoons was killer. I just, you never think about what they go through. I, and I would never think about hassling or like haggling. Like I would never think like, dude, give it to me for 70. I would oh. never think about doing that. I mean, I, listen, I love a good friends and family discount. You know, like, hey, dude, not nah, it's almost 40 for you. And it's like, all right, that's cool. But it, it, I'm never going to ask. Normally what it is is like, hey, dude, if you pick me up two other clients, I'll continue to give you your thing for less. I have, you know, deals like that occasionally. Drug dealing. Here's the thing. I, I I said my weed dealer like 10 times in that conversation. I always say this. I hate the fact that I have to say that. I hate that. I've said many, many times that this is the last thing in my life that makes me feel like a criminal, and I would like to not feel like a criminal. Fantone always says, and he's right about it, smoking marijuana <laughs> is well within the boundaries of things we allow adults to do in this country. We let you jump out of a plane. We let you do a bunch of stuff. This is on par with that. But and again, alcohol, smoke cigarettes. And again, on. this isn't about one party versus the other. But I think even intelligent people who are conservatives, and I know plenty of them, my brother being one of them, is a very intelligent man who happens to be a conservative, would tell you, having struggled with drugs and alcohol the way he did, he would tell you that there is absolutely no relation to the danger that marijuana poses and the danger that opiates. And you could talk to me about gateway drugs. You could talk to me about all of that stuff. At the end of the day, I could show you 5,000 people who smoked weed and never tried another drug. And I could show you some people who don't like weed but can't stop snorting Vicodin. So that argument holds no water either. And again, it's raining $100 bills in Colorado. But you keep telling me how we got to staunchly be against this. For what? Because it's going to rain money? We're going to be able to fix a bunch of problems in this country and we'll stop yelling at one another and Facebook can go back to like how to cook, you know, Mongolian beef versus telling me I'm not an American because I disagree with you. Doesn't that sound amazing, America? And we're all high too, dude. Video games are going to be better. TV shows are going to be better. You're going to love music again. It's going to be great, dude. This show might get good. Imagine that. Imagine that. (laughs) All right. Somebody has a secret Twitter account. Good Lord. We'll get into that next. Hang on. Spirit Show on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 1069. Rod tweets and says, Sansbury, dude, I got to thank you, man. I just tried that cultured coffee and waffles for the first time. Thank you. That was such a good uh, suggestion. We will be back. I love supporting local business. Food was excellent. Waffles! I've been trying to tell you guys, man, that place is really good. I always say this about there. Like, everybody talks about the waffles, and I get it's food, yeah. right? Yeah. But cultured coffee, that's really what it started as, as a, as like a, you know, coffee place. And their coffee gets slept on. Oh, like, it's delicious. Like, Great. I know people love the waffles, and I totally get it. And you probably go to have breakfast. But, like, their coffee is so much better than you think it's going to be. I actually, um, it's probably where I go Saturday, Sunday mornings the most. Kind of hard for me to do during the week as they're you know not, they're not open by the time I leave for work. But like I have a coffee machine in my house and I will still go there Saturday morning to get a cup of coffee because it's that good. Yeah, they've got this. Uh, I think it's called Tarbender or something like that, and it's like you know espresso drink. But dude, it's so that thing is good. good. That thing is good. I like that place a lot. So I was reading this story, and I think it, you're going to see more and more of this start coming out. Okay. And apparently. My spirit animal, mm-hmm. Adele, oh. has a secret Twitter account. Here we go. Her managers took her 
like Twitter privileges away. Stop. Give it up. Don't do this. Uh, now, here's the thing. I know that sounds to people like, that's crazy. She's the star. She makes all the money, blah, blah, blah. But you got to understand, there are other people who make their money off of you. And there are other people who understand the climate we live in and understand that the one thing you say that you think is no big deal can incite a huge thing, especially when you're this big of a star. And I'll prove it to you. Taylor Swift is now in the crosshairs of feminists who believe that she stayed too quiet during the presidential election and a woman who is like related to some girl that's on that show Girls on HBO, and I guess she's an actress herself, said at this point Taylor Swift might as well have endorsed Donald or voted for Donald Trump. Okay, well, wait till I tell you. I think she did. I think she probably did. Look at where Taylor Swift is from. Look at the family background, the money, this and that. And now, like, protecting her money. I, I'm i not saying for sure, but if somebody said to me, oh, yeah, she voted for Donald Trump, I wouldn't be, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised by that. You just have to recognize that at some point in your life as a celebrity, and, I mean, even as a local celebrity or, or whatever you want to call it, um, you have a, a, a self and you have a brand. And those are very, they run parallel often, but you have to respect They're the fact. They're mixed more than ever before. But you have to respect that there are going to be times when you have to allow the brand to be the brand. And it's not about what you think necessarily. It's about like, hey, Adele is a bigger thing than the woman that is Adele. You right. know what I mean? Like, So you have to you it's, have to recognize it's that. It's one of these things where you're being handcuffed by the society that you were forced to live in. I mean... I don't think even necessarily taking social media away from a celebrity is all that crazy just because... Smart. Yeah, I mean... It's it, smart. It, because, it, l- listen to the... Here's the other reason. Like, listen to the kind of music Adele makes. What is it? It's all emotion-based, bear all. It's all bear all. Here's the here's this horrible story that happened to me. I'll make gold out of it, uh, and then you'll enjoy it, and you'll relate it to your life. My point is, is that I bet she's overly emotional as a person... And probably quick to express her emotion, and that's a bad thing to have when 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 talking about Twitter. I think you know, especially like I said, for a brand, it's not so much about like, all right, here's just a stream of my thoughts. I mean, you're using your social media to like, hey, there's an upcoming concert in Sydney, and hey, Adele, uh, you know, Adele fans in Sydney, we're gonna be here and doing this, and hey, don't forget. So instead of Adele, the human having to worry about like all a right, fan account run by your manager right. that's all just updates on career right. and no personal opinions is Makes probably sense. the best way to go. And I know some of you are sitting there going, "There's no way this is crazy." This is insane. Well, I got a sports version of this. Jerry Jones is the owner of the Dallas Cowboys. His son, Stephen Jones, is the general manager of the Dallas Cowboys. And I believe it's Jerry's daughter who helps run the business, marketing and the like. She, the quote yesterday was, Jerry and Stephen Jones are not permitted to be on Twitter. She has told her dad, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, no, you can't be trusted, Jerry, and you're going to say something stupid, and I'm going to have to spend the rest of my month cleaning up your mess. And I got to tell you, I think I've been saying this for months now. You are going to see a reduction in use in these things. The more and more stories like that start coming out, it's going to be the cool thing then to run away from this stuff. Jerry doesn't do it. 
Steven doesn't do it. Next thing you know, the quarterback doesn't do it. Next thing you know, a wide receiver doesn't do it anymore. And Adele's not allowed to do it. And this person's not allowed to do it. All of a sudden, it won't be cool. And once you realize that all of those like celebrity accounts you do follow are being run by an assistant and you're not any more connected to the, your favorite celebrity than, than the day before, I think people will start to run away from it. I was telling Phantom this morning, I legitimately flipped a coin in my head last night about whether or not I should whether or not I should get rid of my Twitter account. Our company has hired like a digital media company to like take our stuff from our websites and like disperse it out. So we don't have to do that stuff as much. Still a little, but not as much. And so I thought to myself, well then what am I doing this for? Because honestly, in my line of work and in most lines of work, because people get fired at Walmart for what they say on Twitter. In most lines of work, all Twitter is is a loaded gun. So why am I walking around with a loaded gun? What do they always say about a gun? Don't pull it out unless you plan to shoot somebody. So what am I doing with a loaded gun in my pocket? Feel that way social media as a whole? I do. Okay. And I will tell you that I, I spend a lot less time on Facebook, like on the weekend, than I do during the week. Facebook anymore for me, and again, I have unfollowed a bunch of people, and it's made my life a lot better because I'm getting a lot less politics from there. And... I use Facebook. If I see enough people passing around a story, it's like, okay, you guys find this interesting. This is obviously right. something I should get my hands dirty in tomorrow. Right. So I'll use it for that. But like, I don't use it the way I used to anymore. And like on the weekend, I'm done. And I'm having a little bit, and I know I always rally against Twitter, but I am having a harder time letting that one go. And if I was to keep any of them, Instagram would be the one I would want to keep. Just because it's more picture-based, there are memes, but they're less. You're getting a little video there, and you're getting a little insight. This stuff was so much better when it was just like a peek into somebody's life versus a bully pulpit for them to make you feel dumber than them. And that's kind of what's happened. I'm interested to, uh, to see how this plays out. But if I were a band manager, if I was a talent manager, if I was like a celebrity's manager, I'd be like, bro, no. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You're going to stumble out of a bar at 3 a.m. You're going to get near Ferrari. You're going to tweet something stupid. And then the whole world comes crashing. You say one wrong thing, your career's over for years. I'm not trying to put it into this world, oh, but no. the point I will make here and the thing that kind of makes me feel that maybe you're a little wrong on, on this is, dude, the president embraces Twitter as how he reaches the, the people. And, like, that's worth something. That's, that truly is. That flies into the face of what I have just said. And I will admit that. I, uh, you know, because they're saying now that there's going to be, like, Heinz put out an ad in New York that says pass the Heinz and there's a picture of steak on it. And so, like, what the presidents do can set culture. Like, you can. I didn't think about that. But maybe people's disdain for how he handles it maybe helps my side. I don't know. If, if, if anybody needs somebody, like, saying, yo, bro, this is what you should and should not be tweeting. Well, remember, like, they made fun of him, like, when the staff said, you know, we're taking your Twitter privileges away. People yelled at him. I and mean, people made fun of him. And again, that sounds crazy to say about the leader of the free world or a right. guy trying to vie for that position. It is. But it is. It is. It is. Yeah, no, is. it is. It is. But look, other celebrities, other powerful people have that too. Because you need the... This, all right, this is going back to a previous show. You need the don't do that guy. You need that guy. The don't do that guy is so important. You need that one dude in the crew that's like, what are you doing? Don't do that. And you need that guy. And I think, well, Trump with the, you know, with the tweeting, especially, well, maybe not, though. I mean, he got what he wanted. I want to yeah. say he needs the don't do that guy, but he, no, he got yeah, what he wanted. He but he got what he wanted. Yeah, you might be right about that. But I, uh, but I think if you're, if you're in the business of being a celebrity, 
I think you can do more harm today giving out your personal opinion via Twitter than you can good. And again, look, people who just kind of want to stay in the middle and don't want to get into it, like Taylor Swift, now people are like blasting her. You might as well have supported and voted for Donald Trump. Well, she probably did. She probably did. Like I told you about Tom Brady. Like I told you about the guy who owns the Patriots, Robert Kraft. Dude, don't pretend these people are are who you think they are. People are different. Also, I'll remind you, voting conservatively doesn't mean you're awful. I'm not going to go all the way into fake news, but we kind of have turned these words, liberal and conservative, into dirty words. And they're not. They shouldn't be. Voting conservative doesn't make you awful. I may disagree with you. doesn't automatically make you a terrible person. And blank space was still a damn good record. So I don't care. I support celebrities for their celebrity. And by what I mean by that is for what they do. I talked about this with Kyrie Irving in the Flat Earth. I don't care if Kyrie eats paste. I don't care if that kid can't count to 10. What do I care? He knew when to shoot the three. We got a title. I don't need him to be smart, bro. Play point guard. I don't need Taylor Swift to be political. Write blank space. And she did. Quit trying to respect people on all fronts because they're human beings and they are going to let you down. Not everybody's going to hold every ideal you have. And pretending that they will is lunacy. Quit trying to make people all things. Kyrie's a basketball player. Taylor's a singer. Adele's a singer. Quit trying to make them politicians or activists because they're not. They're celebrities. That used to be enough. It used to be enough to be like, oh, dude, you're pretty and you make decent movies. I don't care what you do in your off time. You're pretty and you make great movies. We began to like thrust this, you need to do these things for us on people, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. You will never get me on the side of, you have celebrities, so you have to use that cause for something. No, you don't. It's America. You can absolutely use that cause to stack a bunch of money and do whatever it is you want. I would prefer you do something else. But I can't make you. And when you start forcing people to be who they're not, what happens? We end up tearing them down and throwing them away over something they didn't want to do in the first place. Quit trying to respect people outside of what their realm is. If they're a basketball player, just be happy they're a good basketball player. What do you care if Kyrie thinks the world's flat for? But he went to Duke. Uh-uh-uh. He played at Duke. And he was hurt most of the time. Let's not pretend he was a let's not pretend he was in classes. Come on. If I were a major celebrity like that, I'd be pulling back from all of this stuff right now. Like, nope. You people can't handle opinions anymore. You can't. You just wanna you just wanna boycott my record. I'd be off of all of that stuff if I was at her level. And so I understand record labels and everybody else yanking that stuff back. I totally get it. it makes all the sense in the world to me. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Tone from the Stansberry Show, and it has been one year since I've had my LASIK surgery done at the Roholt Vision Institute, and let me tell you, I could not be happier with the results. And of course, a huge part of that is how well I'm seen, dude. I have 2015 vision, which is better than perfect. And along with the great vision, let me tell you about the convenience. I mean, my life is so much easier without looking for my glasses all the time or having to worry about my contacts. Do I need to order them? Do I need more solution? That's all off my plate now. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, let me tell you, now is the time.
time to act. Go see if you're a good candidate and find out their financing options at RoholtVision.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. I hear that the weather should be getting a little bit warmer soon here. Spring right around the corner. Everybody wants a new car for the summer. So if you're going to be car shopping, let me send you to CSE Federal Credit Union to look into a car loan. No matter what it is you're looking for, CSE will have a loan for that. Not going to cost you anything to talk to somebody about loans and rates and uh, maybe even get pre-approved. No prepayment penalty either. So if you're shopping around cars, I would check with CSE Federal Credit Union about your loan. You can find more info via their website, which is CSEFCU.com. You can also find out where their four very convenient locations are. Uh, I got one right down on market, right out, right outside of downtown. It's the one I use all the time. It's right there. Actually, we just saw that one, the other one at Lake Cable the other day, right in front of the brand new TDs over by Fiddlesticks over there, which is another business I love. So CSE, man, they're everywhere. If you're shopping car loans, check them out online, CSEFCU.com. Uh, I did hear about this um, from thecantonrep.com. I hear, buddy, to round out Belden Village that we are getting both a Moe's Southwestern Grill Mm -hmm. and a Jersey Mike's. Heard that as well. I love me some Jersey Mike's. Um, a step up from other sandwich shops that will remain nameless, I guess, but still, I'm not a Jersey Mike's enthusiast. I've had it pretty good, but sorry. I feel like it's uh, comparable to Penn Station, where it's like, eh, it's pretty good. I'm more excited about Moe's Southwest Grill. Oh God, not me at all. I feel like that's a uh, it's a, uh, a an alternative to Qdoba or to uh, to Chipotle that a lot of people haven't had. So, yeah, Moe's to me is Qdoba, which it's good. It, it's good. I, I'm yeah. I'm not probably. I would probably. Well, again, if I was going to eat that, give me Hothead Burritos. I think they're the best out of all of those places, whether it be Chipotle, Qdoba, Moe's, whatever. I think Hotheads is better than all of those places. That's just my personal opinion. And I will agree that Jersey Mike's is in between the one that you don't want to mention. Right. And uh, All right, so Jersey Mike's or Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I could say that. I yeah. think i got to go with Jersey's on that one. Well, I think i got to go with Jersey Mike's on that Luckily, we're not going to have lunch together. Well, we can go to Belden. We can each get different things. Meet up in the middle. We can meet, like at the food court. You know, you go, yeah. you go have what you want. You go have what you want. We can have sandwiches. Yeah, I'm a Jersey Mike dude. I can't wait for that to open. Uh, I used to have one of those next to me uh, when I lived in Fairview Park, and I absolutely love. Yeah, it. Yeah, they don't suck. I'm not like do Jersey Mike. No, 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 no. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's it's, a, I, it's just something different. You yep. know what I mean? Again, it'll be awesome. Although God you know, knows that's what we need is more restaurants in Belden Village. That's dude, the problem. People in Stark County are too skinny. That's the problem. There's been a weight problem here. People yeah, are too is. skinny. There is, you know. Now that now that you put it like that, you're right. I've been walking around looking at everyone and just like, man, we could put on some weight as a town. Tomorrow, Jeez. this show will be out of the studio. We were going to broadcast live starting at 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kill in Belden Village. Up there, we'll be up there from 6 to 10. Yeah. We'll be on hand uh, with Millersburg Brewing Company. And we're passing out pint glasses to the first 100 people through the door. Also up for grabs tomorrow are Rock on the Range tickets and then Nickelback tickets as well. So we'll be there from 6 to 10, then going to move the party for a little while. Over uh, noon to 2, you'll be able to find us at the Canton Brewing Company. Again, I've been saying this all week, kind of like that. That one's pretty close to the homestead there. So I'll uh, yeah, I'll be able to just to be able to walk that one off. Yeah. Going to have to walk that one off. And, uh, you know, you got so you got St. Patrick's Day, you got the NCAA tournament, you got Nickelback tickets, Rock on the Range tickets. It's Friday, man. Yeah. You might as well just take the day off of work and come hang out with us. I'm hearing from multiple people saying they are going to do that. It's nice. awesome. Can't wait. I This is my favorite part of my job, to be honest with you. 
I love what I do. I mean, let's be honest, it's not hard. Um, you know, I get to pass out my opinion and I get paid for it. Who wouldn't love that? I mean, I, everybody gets to do it via Facebook and Twitter now, but, you know, we get paid for our opinion. That's not the worst job in the world. But what I like most about it is I always am very curious on who's listening. So when you guys come to stuff and I get to like shake your hand, I get to meet you, I get to find out what makes you tick and what you do for a living. And, and you know, I normally get educated on people's jobs and I get to find out how stuff works. And I just, I'm inquisitive that way. And so I, it's one of my favorite parts of my job is getting to meet the people who listen to it. I love that. So we'll have an opportunity to do that. And we'll see you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early, 6 a.m. at the Tilted Kilt. Aside from that, done for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow. Well, yeah, yeah, live tomorrow yeah, from the live. Tilted Kilt. We will be live. You guys have a great day. See you.